Hello, everybody. This is the After Hours Podcast, and then welcome to this recording of the After Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Saber7. Alongside me is Joshua, an unimportant Hello. Canadian. No, you struggled. Yeah, just a tad bit, just a tad bit. Well, we're not going to go back well, and fix that, all right? Well, I mean, you are unimportant, so that is... Or it's exactly. it's either unimportant or unimpotent. You take your pick of it. Well, it we're not playing... On what platform we're playing on. Yeah, we're not on platform we're playing on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not on Origin. As, as we can see, we're all wearing hats for some reason. I decided to wear a green one. Because we're all lazy and don't want to do our hair. That's the yeah, exactly. simple truth of it. My wife's like, you have such beautiful hair. Why don't you ever... Why don't you always wear a hat? Because I don't like doing my hair. I don't know what it is. Like, get, like there's guys who can do their hair no problem. For me, it's like an entire freaking escapade in the morning of trying to style it just the way I want it. But it doesn't go the way I want to. And I just end up throwing a hat on. I was like, screw it. I'm done. Like, yeah. you, you don't even know if I'm wearing pants or not. So, like, the hat's on. And there you um, go. You, you always know what I'm wearing pants. A little tickle well, in your pickle there, huh? Yeah. It's 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 always on. And pants. Pants stay, pants stay on in bed. Is that what I'm hearing, Josh? <laughs> oh, the pants always stay on in bed. Jesus. And uh, then they come they come right off when I'm partying. So do you know what I found out at work the other day was that um, uh, major like manufacturers of graphics cards like MSI, uh, Gigabyte, uh, Aris, all of them, they're now matching scalper prices. Yeah. Uh, uh, scalpers have like set the price of fuck. Yeah. Uh, so you can oh my get. God, we got a real life goddamn fucking flea market. Don't. So the only graphics card you can get for regular of what they're actually worth now are basically the founders editions cards now. So, uh, EVGA and Nvidia, you can get a normal card for that price for the regular price. But like, like we had there was a thirty eighty Ti that came by and we looked at the price of it. It was like eighteen hundred dollars for it. Damn. This is insane because like the 30 series was supposed to be the cheapest for the best performance. Like that was the whole fucking marketing campaign. Well, I thought. Uh, well, oh, what about what about the AMD cards? Are they doing that same thing too? I doubt it. They're not as high high demand. But the problem is too is that what's killing I think AMD in terms of them pushing out their rep, their stuff is that uh, all the core components and stuff that Emma's like Nvidia and. Uh, Nvidia's and Intel is buying them all out to manufacture their cards, because Jesus. because that's what also is going into this is that because of COVID is that there's a shortage on a lot of different parts out there and so yeah um, I guess the scalpers win and lose because I don't know if scalpers are going to still pay for these resale costs because then the reason why the prices went up so much too is that and the only reason why I was able to see these cards is that a lot of people a lot of these guys canceled their orders and so I'm like oh. Well, realize they can't resell it. They can't resell it anymore. Because I, I can imagine like you're like I can I can understand like some people paying like eighteen hundred dollars for a card from a scalper, but a scalper now has to pay has to make somebody pay more than eighteen hundred dollars to even make like someone a profit. And so I, I don't th I think scalpers are no longer be an issue. But the retail market is now forever ruined. This and now I'm just gonna no, wait for the four thousand series cards. Not yeah. necessarily. I think. I think this is going to be a big economics play because it's still a high demand. Prices go up. It's basic economics. Does the demand starts to go down, the prices start to go down with them, as and we'll see this now that scalpers are, they're, if they're target, if this is to target their market just to get increase their profits, it's understandable. But this will eventually lead to them nobody wanting to buy their cards, 
So really. there's always going to be people out there to buy it. It's just people like us that are smart enough to sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting two years before I upgrade. My 2070 is perfectly fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah. And if I get, if I'm going to get a 3090, I have a hookup to get it cheap. But it's, it's more of like a demand process. Once, once the demand goes down, is what I'm waiting for. Everything's gonna drop. Well, this is Demand's like it's not gonna go down though. No, it's That's not. I have a feeling it's, it's not because here's the pro. Here's the pro. Yeah, exactly. Blowing up still. Like people are, are are absolutely buying it. Like Intel's dropping their new graphics card here shortly, and they even advertised it not having any anti cryptocurrency shit on it. So, like. That's just it. You got a guy that's making fuck tons of money. He's he doesn't care. He's buying up every single graphics card that's to boot. The reason why they're so expensive right now is the silicon wafers. Yeah, silicon wafers are extremely fucking difficult to come by right now, and they're mm -hmm. affecting everything from graphics cards to cars. Like, it's all over the fucking map. And oh yeah, electronics using it. I think I think uh, they're also affecting the sale on uh, car receivers. Uh, if you go and try, you go anywhere to try to get a new like head unit, uh, you're not gonna get one. Uh, there, there's a shortage on those two because of specific parts not being readily available to manufacture them, and it's 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 part due to command, but mostly due to COVID because of manufacturing shutting down and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting to see how these companies will bounce back after this. Uh, to me, I think Nvidia just sits on the 3000 series cards for like another, you know, 3 or 4 or 5, maybe even 5 years until the 4000 series are released because if they try to release the 4000 series on top of them having a shortage on their 3000 series card, I don't think that their company the company survives very well on that because it's just you're just creating they it. The, they don't have the resource. Yeah. Eventually, eventually they'll run out of resource. But yeah, I, I mean, I could see that happening. I'll, but yeah, as you said, my 20 series card works, so I don't need it. Eventually, I'm just waiting for the prices to drop, just like everyone else. Who's the smart? whole thing is, is like, what the 10 series survived for what seven years? Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, it was fucking around for ages. Like I upgraded from a 1060 to a 2070, and the 20 series only were around for two years before 30 series dropped. And it's like, what the fuck do you want me to do here? I'm not spending all this fucking money. No, it's uh, ridiculous. I, went... I, I spent well, I like. I spent like 600 bucks on my 2070 Super, and if I would try to get a 3070 Super now, I think I have to drop like at least double that. And so it's oh, like, I, I, I could probably pull my graphics card out and sell it for double of what it's worth. Yeah, I I sold I bought mine for 400 bucks, my 2070 Super, and I fucking I sold a 1080 for 100 bucks to a friend of mine. I was like, I don't need this card. But yeah, crypto. No, the problem is, is that cryptocurrency, the demand for it's never going to die. It's going to just going. It's going to stay forever because there's companies who make it a standard form of currency now as a form of payment. Um, hell, the twenty dollars that I've that I invested through PayPal on uh, that like almost a year ago on crypto is at thirty six dollars right now, almost a year later. So. I think crypto is officially here to say we're never going to see it die again because people are more aware of it and are more respecting of it than it used to be. I'm still well, waiting. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that. I mean, a lot of like criminal enterprises are using it to launder money because it's non-traceable. Yeah, yeah. So, that's true too. I'm, I'm waiting for my fucking my crypto to, to stop getting SEC, but that's another here or there. It's... I'm just not bothering with it. Oh, well, I have. Everybody oh. else and their mother is hands in the pot, and it's just. Fucking, well, I'm not making anything out of it. Well, I have a crypto that I, I only spent a hundred bucks and I already doubled my profits. It's just I can't 
buy or sell in the United States. Now, what I I'm, can buy and sell in Canada. I just can't buy and sell. In what, I'm, what I'm what I'm going to be interested in in the future is how this is going to affect the cost of pre-builds because right now, um, so the a pretty decent PC that I saw from Alienware was going for about eighteen hundred dollars and had a thirty seventy in it with thirty two gigs of RAM and a Intel i seven eleven seven hundred K in it. I was like, bad. that's a pretty good build for $1,800. But I'm now curious of what they're going to do now because those are those are pretty much stock graphics cards that are in those uh, in those pre-builds. But I'm I'm hoping that with the shortage, because it's only a matter of time before the shortage starts to affect the major like pre-build builders like Dell, you know, uh, people who, you know, are you know well, they they have a they have a foot in the industry and they're a big company and so they need those they need that supply in order to continue to produce their uh, pro their uh, products well well i would assume that they would be violating their contract because they they sign multi-billion dollar contracts like that and i don't think they're gonna go against and try to i mean they might give them a little increase but i don't think they're gonna fucking well, the whole thing, like, Dell in particular, they make most of their money off of office shit. It's yeah. nothing to do with gaming. Gaming's a very small subsect of their entire company. <clears throat> like, I buy power and fucking those companies there. Those are the ones that make... Yeah, oh, they're, they're already they suffered. I buy powers yeah. and powers Nowadays, you cannot buy one with a 3000 series card in them. The only ones I've ever seen come through now that, nowadays, they either have, like, 1660s in them. I've even seen a few with, like, 980s in them. Like... They're they're not good builds, and they're just trying to push out product to, in order well, to make up you know money. And I guarantee you, if you look into it, I buy power and higher power. They probably have lost a ton of money and are almost probably on the brink of bankruptcy if they don't start getting a steady supply of three thousand series cards into uh, their stuff, or even two thousand series cards. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I do have my mine, and they do are suffering from that. Uh, I just for pre-build shit, fuck off! Like don't yeah, bother well, buying pre-build. Well, go go buy one. It's, seriously, computers these days are plug and play. Yeah, mm -hmm. not I mean, but to build. but for Dell, HP, you know those those big ones, it doesn't matter what graphics card you get in them. It doesn't matter if it's gaming. It's they can make their integrated one, or they can sell you another one. Office yeah, like holds. HP, Dell, Asus, um, Acer, they're. Primary MSI. thing is fucking MSI is a little more on the gaming thing, but yeah, it's mostly offices, right? They're selling yeah. to big corporations and upgrading their entire computer systems to something new. Like even our company went through it not too long ago. Yeah, all bullshit. Yeah, it, office makes more money than gaming for them. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, just like it, like when you think about out there in the market, there's a lot more. Like, so they 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 push out what they can in terms of the, of like selling to you know the the people. But those are all picked up by scalpers and by bit by bit farmer. I, I guarantee you, if you were to look up some type of statistic out there, you would the number of people who own graphics cards from actual legitimate online sales compared to those and they're actually using them in their system to play games are probably significantly lower than those who you buy it for resale and bit farming, which is extremely sad because the people who get priority on these are you know major companies or even uh, influencers. Like I was watching uh, Bitwit. Uh, the other day, and he goes to his, huh? <laughs> I love Bitwit. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but he he um, so if you Josh, if you don't know who Bitwit is, he's a uh, he's a PC basically builder, and uh, he has a lot of stuff for 
in his house alone, he has like three different PCs, one for his office use, one for his gaming use. He even has one for his home theater use. He's a streaming slash console, basically. And he goes to his warehouse to go fix his his home theater one, which he had a 2080 Super. And he's like, oh, which 3000 series car do I, am I going to pull from? I'm going to use this 3090. I'm going to use this 3070. I was like... This man is, has no issues, no issues. All getting his hands on the cars because the because they're they made. Them for free. Yeah, they, they sent yeah. they they send it to him for free, and so it's like so when it's like, uh, you have Nexus Gaming, uh, Linus Tech Tips, fucking Jay's Two Cents, all those guys, right? They're reviewers and they're mm -hmm. good at what they do. So yeah, they'll get free cards to be like, hey, advertise us. You know, we'll give for you this free? free card and a little bit of money. You're good. Yeah. You give me this card for free. And then okay. they just they just hang on to it and like I said like like Bitwig he literally just has like a stack of them chilling in some warehouse somewhere in L.A. and I'm just I was thinking, I'm just thinking like that's probably that warehouse is probably well worth well over a million dollars and if somebody bust into it ooh it's well, yeah, I'm good. pretty sure it's actually insured too so I well I know it'd be a good payday for him for his insurance and it'd also be a good payday for whoever buys buys and resells them yeah I mean that's that's the whole thing about it I mean if as we mentioned, it could be criminal, it could be anything. As, long, as soon as these cards become readily available for everybody on a massive way, I just don't really But the problem is, I don't, the... Think, I don't think we're going to see the prices change, though. No, no not. Not. If people are willing to buy it upmarked this much, it means that it's not going to change. It's not going to go down. Because we've oh. seen graphics cards progressively get more expensive over the last decade. Right. And now we're looking oh. at it where they were trying to drop the price down enough and then COVID hit. Everything's fucked and they're like, fuck it. Yeah, twenty six hundred dollars sounds great for thirty eighty Ti. I blame the finder of I, I blame I blame the creator of Bitcoin. <laughs> That's who I, I blame him. Yeah. Well, other than that, uh, you guys want to hear something funny I heard today? Uh, what? Shoot. I'm at my job and we have Brussels sprouts every Sunday. Gross. Yeah, I know. And Brussels sprouts are amazing. They're they smell bad when we cook them. It's just we we boil our Brussels sprouts. Gross. And and then we deep fry them and then give them to people. I was literally looking at this guy who was explaining our smoker to his daughter, and I was like, "Oh, that's sweet." Then he starts explaining. I was like, "They put ribs in there. They put they put their chicken in there, and then they they smoke their Brussels sprouts." I just looked at him weird, and I'm like, "It's like, sir, we don't smoke our Brussels sprouts." He's like, "Yes, you do. I seen you do it." I was like, <laughs> "I looked at him like you got it, homie." Uh, okay. I was just like, have you ever just looked at somebody while you're working? I don't know if you guys worked in the service industry. And you're just like, that's not how that works. And then just say, no, fuck Do you, you know why he got pissed off? Is because you embarrassed him in front of his daughter. Uh, his daughter was away from him. Oh, okay. Walked, I was like, dude, we don't smoke our Brussels sprouts. And, and he's like, you notice the lack of smoky flavor and the fact that it's soggy as shit? Yeah. You know. fuck, I was like, we deep fry it. Sir, that is a crust around that. And, uh, yeah, there's no wood chip odor to that as well, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm all like, if you want a vegetable, we do smoke. We smoke cauliflower, dude. I was like, I could tell you everything about this thing. They trained me to talk about you probably it. probably thought they were talking about cauliflower and not Brussels sprouts. I yeah. was... I was. He said the word sprouts. I just looked at him. I was like, what? Like, who the fuck smokes Brussels sprouts? It's the white supremacist broccoli. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. It was just something stupid I've heard, and I was just thinking. I know, I know you say where you work in uh, at your store, and I'm curious on some of the dumb shit you guys hear from people that just 
He's just well, like, he's warehouse, so he hears stupid shit from management. I hear, I hear, I hear stupid stuff from, uh, <laughs> from management, from customer service, from the inst, from because we do home deliveries and installs. I hear the stupid stuff with that. I have to, I have to uh, correct a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of orders. Like, uh, like right now we got this one guy who just keeps like he he returned an item from a customer's house like it was in the store and then that item came through for an order for us to grab and we couldn't find it and we had to take a hit on that and i'm just like it's just like mistakes like that that just keep happening it's a great time it's a great time you know was it like a fridge it was a microwave speaking of which i got i got i I acquired a mild concussion uh from uh from my last from my last uh truck Uh, about seven microwaves laying on my head It, it feels fantastic Oh, you get those loose stock trucks, eh? Yeah. Uh, That's fucking brutal. I, yeah. I don't miss those days. Was, 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 was horrible. It was the worst part is that those morons get paid $5 an hour more than I do just to load those stupid trucks. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I... Uh, the was worst lo- unloading a truck was, you know, those tripods? We had a full shipping container of it, those the long ones, and we had a, all of them were just small, tiny boxes that we that were all loose. We had to take them all out. It took us about like six hours. Yeah, we used to, like, when I worked at Walmart, we did loose stock trucks all the time, and we had, like, fucking 1,500-piece, like, daily. It was fun. Yeah. It would be most of our day just unpacking it and making sure everything was there and then putting it on the floor, but... God, yeah, I... Loose stock's just fucking awful. Yeah, it's I hate it. It's such a stupid way to ship shit. Like, Dude, it's really it was... dangerous for the people that are unloading it, because the guys that are loading it give zero fucks. They're like, yeah, that flat screen TV fits up there, and I'm like, man, I'm 5'8", like, fuck off. I'm short as shit, and I gotta reach up for this fucking thing? Like, Jesus. Yeah, it's... And that's always, like, it's, killing it, yourself. And it's always the most unorganized mess. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they... It, makes sense. It, it is what it is. I just get through my freaking night, and then uh, I hope to just make it, al- make it out alive. Um... <laughs> Well, be feeling that way about <laughs> <laughs> getting paid fifteen fifty an hour just to make you out alive. Saber, dude, should I call OSHA to uh, call for a violation? I don't think I've had an OSHA supervisor come by one of our stores, even though we break a dozen OSHA violations every day. Dude, I could just imagine because OSHA. The funny thing was what I know about OSHA is not only do you get fined, but the company gets fined as well. Uh, if it's on, if you're on a construction job site, then yeah, because uh, especially in union work, because you're technically in union, you're kind of like treated as an independent contractor, and the union finds you work. So like, say if, like if you get fired, um, the union spends time looking for jo- looking for a job for you to do. So like, you spend most of your construction time. There's a lot of people who just spend their construction career just bouncing around different companies, and that's kind of the reason why you get individually fined by OSHA and as well as along with the company. Just, yeah, for for us, it's like the worker doesn't tend to get fined. Like if you're bottom of the barrel, you're just mm-hmm. doing as you're told, kind of thing. And then the shit just rolls uphill. Yeah, like, it goes. It just gets brutal. Job leads, job supervisor, uh, contracting company, and then like that. That's basically where it ends. And then it's just like a nice little disaster roller coaster. And they can choose to fire you, or because the thing is, too, you're also treated because you're a lower guy, you're treated as a scapegoat, and they just say, like, Yeah, we didn't tell them to do that so that they, they don't get fined. And uh, then you get fired, and then you're just off finding a different job. But uh, unfortunately, an OSHA violation is out on your record, and it makes it harder for people to hire you. It's a fun time. I lost the belt side. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. Well. Anyways, 
Uh, can we talk about a little bit of gaming now? Um, Absolutely. So. I guess. I mean, so was, was there anything big that came up? Well, Fallout Far Cry Six has turned out to be a massive hit from what I from my heard. I've yet to play the game, but everybody's raving about it. Uh, yeah, I watched my brother it, play. It actually looks fun. People call it like a return to the series, better than Far Cry Five, which I'm happy about because Far Cry Five was snooze fest. Um, but of course, first and foremost, it's been it's been about two weeks since it released. But my God, Battlefield 2042. It's not enough cover. <laughs> not enough it was. Cover. Not, it, I think it's a little. I think it's a. In my video, I should you not. So I actually put a side by side of a Battlefield 4 and running and Battlefield 2042 running. It's fucking identical. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Bruh, it's in I, there. But they slide now. The sh- See, like, like my, I, I didn't write a script for it. I was just fucking angry after watching that fucking video and just ranted. And it worked extremely well. I was insulting. I was, I was, uh, uh, you know, teaching people shit. It was like I did a bit of research on it, and it was just like, man, like, uh, fuck off, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm there, there, my there entire is... opinion based on this limited beta that doesn't give you the full features of the game. This is exactly. this is deep. Or the full. This is the buggy. This like is that. the buggiest battlefield I have ever seen. There's battlefield not, three was not like, even buggy. Like I understand it's a two month build, but like, dude, come on, guys, this is ridiculous. When you have your yeah. basis of a game done, fixing a lot of those little things is quite easy within your extended dude. amount of time. Mind you, they knew they had the amount of bugs they did, considering they pushed the release date. We would be playing it in three days, and now it's a month, right? Like. And they honestly, they understand that shit's there, but they're also understanding that in order to keep the hype up, the beta needs to drop, and people need to be able to fucking play this game because welcome to the new age of gaming. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was also a massive stress test on their on them on their part too. Oh yeah, because they, what... they chose they chose a map that had two different types of evolution. They had the rockets that explodes and launches, and they have a tornado that comes in and freaking wipes out the map. And guess what? There was also destructible environments. Uh, there was tanks, helicopters, jets. Freaking 128 player lobby. I never had a single crash. Not one time did the game crash on me. Oh, I had. You were going through the footage today, man. There was some fucking crazy moments that I didn't even think about. It was just happening, right? Yeah, Bro, I, I had. There's like, I got a few helicopters rushing in with rockets and machine guns and shit. I'm like, we're back, baby. Yeah, Let's we go. Are. Like, yeah, I was. Yes, thank you. I, I was yes. playing. I was playing Halo music in the background, and while flying the the, the Russian transport chopper into the into b with them in there as soon as i touched on the ground we took the damn base as we were getting shot down i think like, we were actively getting shot down playing halo music and it was just duh, 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 and there's fucking missiles going everywhere i think what we discovered is is that at, like, tank is about... better aa than the aa exactly tank um... is still tank is tank has always been aa so, no, but this time you can spawn yeah. it on the fucking roof, and we did. Oh, yeah. and we held that point the entire fucking time. It was amazing. Oh, and tanks are broken in infantry now. Like I like. So I was playing Battlefield Four today. You need a direct impact to kill infantry in that game with a tank. Now you got a little bit of splash radius, and it, it, like it's well, so within like five well, feet, and that makes it a little bit more fun playing it as a tank at least. And also the fact of the matter is I think they did a better job on this one of balancing out infantry to tank play because infantry had no problem taking out tanks in Battlefield no. 4. And no. Uh, well, I mean, the three rockets kind of help take out a tank because I got killed instantly with a with guy with this, the, the McCoyless. 
and the C5, as soon as getting three of them can destroy a tank if you're good enough. Right. But uh, overall, like, what it made me realize, too, is that the only reason why, like, Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 were kind of, like, like, Battlefield 1 wasn't bad, but it was a bit of a dud in terms of Battlefield title. Battlefield 5 was, of course, terrible. And I think the reason why is, is, like, it's just, like, because of the time period, you're very limited on the type of chaos you can create in the game. And where Battlefield 1 did a better job with that, of course, was, like, that it was, it wasn't as, and they made the map smaller. And it just, like, kept the chaos all controlled within a very confined area. And there was a lot of stuff to do. There was trains, you know, there was bombardments with, like, the bombers. There was a Zeppelin. And then Battlefield 5, they just, like, slowed it way down. Well, well here's... And then here's... Battlefield 2042 comes out, and with the beta, at least. It's the most fun I've had in a Battlefield game since Battlefield 4 released. And I'm, and it literally feels like that we never left Battlefield 4. It, it literally feel like, feels like a co- copy-paste and upgrade of Battlefield 4. I, I do agree what with we've you. wanted. Yeah. But here's the th- here's the thing about Battlefield One to Battlefield Five. Battlefield Five felt so lackluster because in one we got those behemoths, you know, the, in, the, in the conquest mode that they had, which was mm. awesome. Um, and we didn't even get that in Battlefield Five. Like I was expecting they, to. They didn't use combat zeppelins. That's why it's the one historical thing they got correct well, in Battlefield Five. They could have done battleships off the coast of of different things. They could have done. They, they could have done, done anything though. Like you got to think about like. So I wouldn't say Battlefield One maps were like super small. They were a pretty decent size. Oh, they were no, huge. They were, they, were, they were good size, but like it was they, just the atmosphere and the amount of yeah, like chaos, the amount of vehicles running around, the the weapons of the era. Like uh, it would have been way better if there was like an artillery sort of thing instead of just like calling it in every now and then to actually have people on artillery pieces firing would be fucking amazing because that was primarily the first world war it, like 80 percent of the casualties were sustained by like fucking shells yeah. right and so but even so. the explosions and shit and just having that around it was a great atmosphere to be around battlefield 5 was it was it was fucking boring yeah like, it was you had yeah. a, a couple things that were good for a little bit and then whatever and then you go into battlefield 5 and people are like this is far too fast paced i don't know what i'm doing and it's just like how the fuck can you complain? And then people are like, this doesn't make sense. It's not realistic. But I want Battlefield 2142. There's fucking mechs in it. You think that's fucking realistic? Fuck off. This is near future. What? Well, like, what I understand either, it's like, well, the people who say, oh, they're very clearly trying to copy Call of Duty. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Where, where in well, the grand scheme of Battlefield 2042 does it mimic Call of Duty? The well, sliding? I mean- okay. You got him there. It's the sliding. It's oh, the you can sl- double sprint too. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You got tax sprint. Nope. Two that's concepts. It. Two concepts. That's that's the Call of Duty copy. Well, yeah. I mean, you played you played the Call of Duty beta. It's it's a it's exact. Oh, I was talking to Saber. I was like, it's an exact carbon copy, isn't it? Exact carbon copy to oh, Battle to Battlefield twenty forty two, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's- no, it's an identical copy. So, from what I saw of Vanguard gameplay, you've got. Battlefield or fucking Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 with the new ability to move left or right while sliding, while, while fucking, you know, mounted. Set in World War II. That's it. Yeah. Nothing's new. And then you take an MP40 and you, you put a grip the, behind the grip. Yeah, behind behind <laughs> the magazine grip, grip. And it's fucking stupid. And I'm like, who, who the hell thought of that? Who sat there and looked at the MP40 and went, I don't know how to hold that. 
You hold it, you hold it right where the magazine goes, exactly. or you hold it right and under. Well, was part of it. It's the exact same thing with a sten. Oh god, if they put a sten in the game, what are they gonna do with that one? Oh, I'm sure that they'll like, like, oh, you're gonna turn it sideways and then. I mean, I I look I look at twenty like Vanguard when I watched you play it, Saber. I was just like, oh, this is cool. Then you have the broken guns, the SCG, the Thompson, and well, the STG because it's a full auto rifle. Then you look at Battlefield. Everything's everything can be broken. Everything cannot be broken. The Vector is a very good submachine gun that is used in. You can use it in long range if you know Why how to use a gun. Work at long ranges. I no. burst. I burst fired that Vector. Are and useless. Just yeah. might as well use an AR because then, or, are useless. AR or you, inferior to the AR platform. Or you like, can use the M5 and be, make it an SMG, or make it or use it as a long range rifle. It doesn't okay, matter how. Thing, yes, in a realistic sense, the SMGs are phased out because we have carbines or yeah. carbines. Well, for you also, people. your standard infantry don't use SMGs. SMGs is only primarily like you'll never see your regular grunt use SMG. Of course, no. They're well, all yeah. using they're all using M4s or M16s. Oh well, yeah, we phased them out a long time ago. SMG. Well, it's also because SMGs are only used primarily by special forces because you're not sending freaking Marines or freaking infant or 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 soldiers to go do freaking house like freaking rescue ops in a freaking uh, close confined space. You're sending special forces in in there, and that's where they get used. The the SMGs are now used. They're not used. Well, they're not used by regular infantry. But that's besides the point. Freaking, SMGs are. Are great for law enforcement and special forces. I had fun using SMGs in 2042, and, even on the. Oh, there was a, everything in 2042, man. I have everything. Uh, everything that was in there was amazing. That's why I don't understand. Like, even a buddy of mine was just like, "I'm not playing the beta. I don't want it to ruin my fucking perception of shit. I don't want to do it." And then he watched gameplay footage, and he's like, "I'm downloading the beta," and he's just like, "Oh my god, this game's fucking amazing!" And it was just like, like you just went through a roller coaster of emotions. Like, welcome to, back to Battlefield, motherfuckers, because here we are. And yeah. I'm super stoked for it. Like, I mean, the, <laughs> it, I loved Battlefield 3, and then going into Battlefield 4 was equally as amazing. It wasn't quite 3, but like this one, I think it's going to overtake it. And, you know, I understand people's people have like, you know, some legitimate concerns about like the, the specialists and shit. And it's not to say that I didn't have which, problems with the beta, but when it comes down to it, all in all, it's a good fucking game and Battlefield's back to its roots. And that's what we wanted. Yeah, I, I do have my gripes about the the... The specialists, they. I was first when I first talked about the specialists a while ago. I was concerned that the specialists would have no place in there, and now that I've played it enough to say that hey, these specialists all have different things, and they are all equally capable of doing some fucking random shit in Battlefield, and it makes the game it changed the dynamic of a game. Hello, dog. And then, but at the same time, I'm kind of the only thing I agree about that is not the identifying your enemy part. It's just. I kind of want to look like a normal grunt from time to time. I don't want to look like the same dude. See, I had a glitch on my screen come up um, when I was deploying the one time, and there was other, like, what looked like normal soldier classes on the right side. Yeah. I was like, huh. So I don't know if it was a portal glitch or it is part of the the main, like, multiplayer bit where you're going to get your specialists and then you're going to get your normal soldiers. My problem is I'm not used to Battlefield with gadgets. Yeah. So I had a harder time using the gadgets because it would just be a secondary thought. I think that's the one thing that's just getting used to it. And they made the Canadian look dumb, and I'm angry about it. He's the he's the guy with the grappling hook, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He well, he looks like the engineer class, but just dumbed down with a beard. Why the fuck are you wearing your rank on your hat? Put yeah. it on your chest rig. Fuck off. I that's mean, stupid. 
It's he's Sar- it's he's a, Sergeant it's Canada, a, man. It's a pseudo-futuristic uh, setting. They're just... Is Battlefield anticipating of like, or just trying to well, guess of what the military is going to look like in like twenty years in the future? You know, um, but well, it doesn't you know, look so that like, different. You know what so, wearing your rank on your hat does? It goes, "Hey sniper, here I am." Yes, we phased that out after <laughs> War Two because that was obvious. Um, but you know, I also heard rumors too that they're getting in the whole like specialist realm of things that they might just also give you the option to run the old. Uh, created class system. I wish they do. I, I think I think the whole specials thing is still up for debate of for in the game on whether or not they're actually oh, gonna. Uh, no, apparently it is very much still a thing in the game. Like this, they've spent a lot of time on the specialists and shit. It'll be Which a awesome. thing, but it I would really, be nice to have a decision. I didn't have. I really didn't have a problem with it. If there was a, was... If, they, if there was something that they can say that mimic Call of Duty was the specialist thing because it streamlines it streams lines mm-hmm. the whole like create a class thing because now like kids are basically shared amongst all the specialists and the only thing special now is what the specialist ability is um and in that sense i can understand where it, that takes away from the whole battlefield feel but even after all that when i got into the actual gameplay i just i felt like i was playing old battlefield again and I yeah oh yeah and i did I had no issue freaking playing against guys who look exactly like I do because, like, they did that in Battlefield 4. There's servers See, you can go he, play he, on. You get their the I'm colorblind as fuck, and I can decipher red name tag from blue name tag. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so no, weird. well, it's so confusing. But that's, that's, how, that's how I was. I didn't have a hard time doing it. I just kind of got annoyed by seeing the Canadian guy all the time. I kind of wanted to see, like, if I'm going to see a Canadian guy, I want him to be, like, normal grunt. Well, ah, they only gave us like four specials to work with. But, when the game launches, there's supposed to be like what twelve of them. Yeah, and if, yeah, well, with 12, 12 I'll be okay. I, I might be okay with it. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the wingsuit check a lot more than you're gonna see anything else. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, she'll be cool. We'll see her for a bit, but I guarantee that her like it's gonna be an asshole that's sniping using the wingsuit to travel building to building. That's what it'll be. There's gonna be a lot of guys using like that minigun dude. The Russian fellow that was dropping the miniguns down or whatever, like the sentry turrets. Yeah. He was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. He was fucking like, shit tons of those things. And well, I was like, oh, shit, there it is. And like the little fucking robot dogs, those things were annoying as shit. Well, like, what was kind of cool is that there were instances where, and see, where, where they made it feel like Battlefield in terms of like the class system. So, you know, of course, you don't have your, you know, the whole deal of like, oh, I wish I was an engineer because I can drop ammo for myself. It wasn't like that anymore. It was like, huh, I kind of wish I had the zipline kit right now so I can get to the top of the roof and kill that guy. And, yeah. And so, like, I always found myself, like, I didn't find myself, like, wanting one particular class over the other. It was just, like, differences. It was like, wow, if I had this guy, I can be able to do this. If I had this guy, I was able to do this. Kind of like how the old class system used to be. See, I and- did, but just because I have bias. Well, the, my other thing was the the whole like access yeah. to <laughs> yeah <laughs> the whole access to having everyone can get a rocket launcher, everyone can get ammo or med pack or whatever. It also bring up a dynamic more for squad play because you remember how we were just shooting down all the aircraft. Two guys had to be giving us ammo. Yeah, if not, pretty, no one was going to be giving us ammo like a shit ton, which was awesome. Like yeah, he was he was our designated ammo <laughs> guy, and we were shooting down everything. And that and that thought. The, the fact that anyone can revive anyone is fucking fantastic. Oh, it's, I, it's the pace of the game necessary. so much faster. Oh, for sure. And I, Wait, I, you... I like that, right? Instead of sitting there like, where the fuck's the medic? It's like, I don't want to be a medic because I have an MP40 and it's dumb. 
you're like, hey, you know, revive me. Oh, okay. And it's a sniper. Like, it doesn't matter what the class is now, which well, is fine. Like, I got confused. I could never figure out how to revive uh, random blueberries. I knew how to revive all the green, all of our friends. E. Well, yeah, E, but anytime I saw them, <laughs> anytime I saw them dead, it didn't give me the option. So I was just like, well, it might have been a client site glitch, but you're able to revive everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, as far as I remember, because I wasn't that, even meta class. I was McKay there or whatever, the Canadian dude, and I revived a random blueberry. But let's also remember uh, squad revives and stuff. Like squad revives has not is not a new concept to Battlefield. That was something that no. went into Battlefield One, which was something that was very that was very much needed in the Battlefield franchise. And I'm glad it's something that they carried on into this one and improved improved upon that. Um, I also like how they you know they they still kind of like they're still like hey. So everybody can run whatever they run the same thing as everybody else. But what's nice is that they put like the rocket launcher, the stingers, the ammo, the med, the med case, all in the same category. So you have to pick one or the other. You know you yeah. can't. You know so you can't just like have a squad running all rockets and be able to and all resupply each other. You have to have somebody who's running ammo. You have to have somebody who's running rockets. You want somebody to revive you. Somebody's got to be running the medic class and be able to heal all you or the med the med pack and be able to heal all you guys. Like they still found a way, even though like people say like oh they take away the teamwork of it. You still need to run teamwork in the game in, in order to like kind of like enjoy with your friends. You know because you need something to do re you know to heal you. You need something to security with the turret or you need somebody to drop ammo for you this or that you know it's it still brings the the traditional feel of teamwork into battlefield just in a new in a new way yeah yeah i do agree with that i mean the teamwork aspect was always there i mean working with the teammates no matter what you do in a multiplayer game is gonna have to be there or you're probably not gonna have fun or gonna be really toxic with each other yeah it doesn't matter doesn't matter what game you're playing if you're playing Call of Duty, or if you're playing, I don't know, Tarkov. If you don't work together, you're just going to be salty with each other. Or you're going to be killing each other. It, it doesn't really matter. I will say, though, that I, I was hoping that they were going to bring back their five-man party system. They're still sticking to the four-man for some reason. And uh, it makes it, of course, more difficult to be able to play with more of your friends. But uh, other than that, I really have no other complaints about that, about the, well, about the game at this point. Well, maybe Did they should you, make if it. If they a... wanted to continue the four-man squad system, I think to create a secondary squad, like um, with, because I mean, there's us. We're a large group of people. There's like seven or eight of us, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to play have, together. Well, yeah, but to have like a secondary um, squad system to like link up as like a team to go in, right? I'm yeah. okay with having separate squads of four. I don't mind that. Whatever, right? right? We can we can dictate whatever. But we're as long as like call playing together, then exactly right like everyone knows what everyone's doing we don't have to do the stupid setup of hey you join we'll go in the game then you leave and then you join the party and then you do that it just seems fucking stupid you know right. like yeah. i don't know that i don't really know a good way of fixing it but like all well, even the five man's not enough the only you know? way to really fix it is essentially stop the whole requeuing bs don't take us out and then requeue us i hope that was just thing just something for the beta I hope that they just keep us in the same freaking lobby until we back out. I believe it's the thing for the beta. If I recall, Battlefield 4 was the same way, and that was 2013. So, so yeah, they've oh, it's as, always been server based. As long as that they allow for because like you can still because like the system worked. The only reason why it didn't work is because we had to requeue each time. But if we're able to, you know, one guy, you know, one squad of four goes in, and then a guy leaves, and then invites everybody else, and then it works. 
but I don't think we're ever going to get the eight-man party system because just even though I think in, of all games to do it on, Battlefield 2042 would be the game to do it on because you have 128 players in one lobby. So bringing eight people isn't going to throw off the balance of the game like a 64-player lobby would. Right. Yeah, uh, I got to say, though, the most fun I had was when we queued up and actually got into the game and we were going against each other. Yeah, that was a that lot was, of fun. That was, that was fun. I will say that. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, it was the most fun I've had in that beta because at first we're all like, okay, this is we're just still identifying each other. Then we're like, okay, where the fuck are you guys? I want to kill you specifically. To the point where we were just fighting out on all the on every area, even though we were legitimately talking to each other. We're actively not telling each other anything and being very helpful to our teammates while trying to kill each other. I think that was... If we could find a way to keep the server browsers, which they have been doing, it's they've never left it. Even from Battlefield Five. it shouldn't be an issue finding games. Well, and also, don't forget, no. we're going to have server hosting coming into this game for PC, I believe. And that's going to also change the dynamic completely, too. And it's going to uh, make, it, make it that much more fun. Are we going to well, talk about Portal at all? Like... How oh, fucking portal. cool that shit's gonna fucking be! I'm oh, so dude, I can't I'm wait to play portal. portal, especially on private servers too. It's just gonna be like, you know, the fact you're gonna pull, you're like you can have like there's gonna be Wolver like oh my gosh like Wolver two and rotating to Battlefield three to rotating to freaking twenty forty two is just gonna be absolute chaos and so much fun and the different and I can't wait down the line of what maps are gonna you know bring back in to play on. Like, how many Battlefield 3 maps are they going to bring? How many Battlefield 4 maps are they going to bring? Stay away from Battlefield 5 maps. Just, like, yeah. it's just going to... Oh it would be super gosh. interesting to see that, but I'm excited to see what people's creativity are about, right? Say Because oh, yeah. there's been times where, you know, you're playing Battlefield 4 or whatever, and you're like, I'm fucking sick of Conquest, but it's the only thing anyone's playing. It's either that or Russian. I don't want to play either one of them. You just go to Portal and find some random fucking one-off game mode you've never heard of, and you're like, yeah, fuck it, let's try it out. Right, could be the newest thing, could be super fun, could be fucking horrible, and you move on. But like, it's gonna be fucking awesome. EA is like the first like gaming company ever. Actually, I'll take that back because Call of Duty's live action trailers were like the first ones where like they actually like captured what gamers actually are. But this is the first time in a long time where like um, a gaming company is like recognized of like. Why do we keep trying to make the pseudo realistic crap? Like, why are we trying to push the narrative that it's realistic when obviously not? And the first thing that they show us in the multiplayer reveal is like, like the Rendezuk, dude. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh! <yeah. laughs> oh my gosh! Like, 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 EA's like, okay, guys, we get what you're about. Here you go. <laughs> and you know how many fucking people I talked to though that that trailer just went right over their head. Um, They're like, what the fuck's this shit? This shit looks, looks stupid. I'm like, not at all. They're catering to the Battlefield moment, and this is fucking exactly what we want. Exactly. Like, you're not a true Battlefield fan. You get the fuck out of here. I'm gatekeeping right now. Fuck off. I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> like, that Rendezook shit was amazing. Everyone tried doing it. I've never <laughs> once fucking landed one. I, I might get a rocket nearby and completely miss the jet, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm floating. Look, here we are. Was Battlefield built on realism? No. I mean, like, honestly, let's, no. let's be honest. Did they try to, like, push the narrative that, like, this is the most realistic shooter out there? Yes. Never. So they didn't say that it was a realistic shooter. They said that it was based on real events, which was completely fucking false. 
like hundred percent. Oh, uh, yeah. Every single goddamn scenario they could have put out was so far from fucking accurate. It's not even funny. Look, like I, the only thing I, I'm just upset that I didn't get to launch. We didn't that tanks weren't being launched with C four charges in the beta. All right. Like, bring that glitch back for the love of God. <laughs> okay, okay. The thing about C4 or C5, because it's, yeah, it's, future, it's futuristic. Yeah, I hate it. You gotta the, add a number. <laughs> I, me, me, Nuke and I, when we were playing together, we kept we tried five different times to kill another vehicle with C5 driving a car. You know, one of the old Battlefield 4 tricks that, you, and, that carried on. It works. I, I never got it to work. I got it to work. We drove a freaking uh, ATV into a tank. It worked. <laughs> we saw the, the drone that that one operator has. Yeah. You can except, use that. Except use they that. limited the freaking distance on the drone. And that's what I'm irritated about. Like, why are you limiting the distance on that? Give us full range. All right. Who cares? All right. I do. Because you know what was fucking annoying? Those little Mavs that would find your ass <laughs> when you found like that good little fucking spot, you know, and you're sniping bastards and they have no idea where you are. You want to. <laughs> You're like fuck, and you try killing it, and the thing's too zippy. You can't do fuck all about it. Do you know what's running through what? my head right now? Is the freaking Battlefield Friends moment where the freaking mask on <laughs> the mask one? Yeah. Okay. Now that now that we got over this, now that the Breakpoint trailer had dropped two days ago. I mean you Hazard guys, Zone. Yeah, Hazard Zone. Sorry. Did I haven't guys... watched it yet. Uh, it's, it's, I it's, it's it's battle royale. It, it, it is a battle royale. It, in okay. lack of better terms, it's, it's going to be a battle royale. It's not a true battle royale, uh, but it is battle royale esque. Um, it's the, only, the closest game. It, it is copying Call of Duty in, in that sense because it's. Uh, you Did you play the game of Blunder um, Warzone? Oh, yeah. It's that. Except I played that before I played the fucking. I, it's literally that with, with, uh, with satellite drives. Yeah, okay. I I thought I was like I was looking at it, I was like, is there a respawn on this too, or is no, it just it, one bite? If it's like blunder, uh, uh, plunder, it's uh, it, you maybe get I, I forget if plunder has any revives uh, or Plun yeah. well, plunder, yeah, plunder is consistently it's consistently respawn. Well, the whole thing was million dollars first. Yeah, the whole thing was if if you think about it, if they do respawn, I hope you don't because you can just get killed easily. In the game, because you if you get killed easily, then you're done. Like that's the end of your game. It's like Tarkov. You can keep it like that. One life, one one dead. That's it. That's all. I think it's that would one make it game fun. Mode. It's one game mode. I don't care. And what's funny yeah. is that there's this like one guy like who announced his, but it's not giving me free to play. It's like because it comes with a game, you idiot. Because for once in a fucking lifetime, you're spending sixty dollars on the everything. I mean, if if Fuck you're off. if you're me, <laughs> you spent a little more. Because you, you're that's the problem. You're, that's the you're special. Yeah, that's why. That's why you got the special edition. Yeah, I got the special. I got this. Bar. I got the special oh, ex crap. expensive edition. What What'd is it, do? Saber? I forgot to turn off the air conditioner. Is it off now, uh, or do I still need to turn it off? Okay, sorry about that. Hell yeah! Turn off that AC. In Wherever in Nevada, hmm. but you know, all in all, freaking Battlefield twenty forty two might be a game of the year title if uh, if it pans out if it pans out right. You know, even yeah. if it has glitches at launch, which at this point in gaming, especially with Battlefield, I'm not expecting a perfect game. You know, uh, I've I've no, never should. I have never expected a perfect game. I have played a Battlefield game before. Well, you know what the it is, is the glitchiest motherfucking game you, you ever know what the get. Problem is with titles that like and why people get upset is because like their their trailers show like this 
beautiful game and like you know that it's just like just gorgeous and this, you get to do this and you get to do that but you play it and so like you start to get like this like mindset of what the game is going to be like and then you play it and like oh i can't do that at all because the game's bugged and with battlefield, battlefield just like shows like this is gonna be battlefield <laughs> it's gonna be pure chaos and uh, we hope for the best at launch and i, I you know i'm gonna be happier with the title me, Silent and I got ended up under the rocket, like under the map specifically in the rocket. Off and of a I'm a month build off of a beta. You cannot base any premise. That's why I'm irritated too. Is that uh, everybody's <clears throat> like, this is if this is what the beta shows of literally like probably not even a tenth of what the game is. Then I'm not interested. It's like, are you for motherfucker? People played the '76 beta and still bought Fallout '76 anyway. Knowing Wait, did you... full well in two weeks, they were not going to fix the amount of bullshit that's <laughs> happening. We have a month and a half before fucking Battlefield drops, and a two-month-old build. Not to mention, they've pushed it back. No one's working on a single player because it doesn't exist, so all assets are on multiplayer, which means we're probably more than likely going to get a relatively bug-free launch By for once in Battlefield's fucking life. I, I, I'm going to hold way. my breath on that because... Battlefield 3 was supposed to launch without bugs, and it was the greatest game that launched without bugs. Okay, now let's get. Uh, but the point is, that's a scratch on that video. Even though neck, the neck glitch was an active glitch in that game that stayed throughout its entire build. Because it was, they realized it was something that was not necessary to fix. No, but it was the funniest fucking thing to see. Oh, it was hilarious. That's yeah. what made it fucking amazing. That's what made oh. Battlefield 3, Battlefield 3 after Bad Company 2. And honestly. I have a prediction, though, about Battlefield 2042, and is that they are going to release a campaign later on down the line. I hope so. I because, love Battlefield campaigns. Because why would they give us a, a Battlefield 2042 trailer of using characters from Battlefield 4, showing a story that serves no present? There is a story. It's told through the multiplayer. Hell yeah. Oh, you think Rec they're going to do like uh, the whole operations uh, thing like they did in Battlefield 5? Uh, uh, maybe something along those lines, but they've already mentioned that there's going to be no single player period. It's strictly multiplayer only. Yeah, which and is fine. the story of how 2042 became and why everyone in the world is all fucking after each other and whatever else is going to be built into the multiplayer and like certain maps you're on. And I'm assuming there's going to be like little secrets like intel and shit. That's going to be like spotted around. That's going to give you like an idea or like videos that you unlock or whatever. Like, did you ever play the the Black Ops Four when they did their fucking storyline yeah. that way? Yeah, that was stupid. Oh. It was kind of meh. But yeah. if we're getting shit that's as good as fucking Buddy's entrance, Irish's entrance there, and the one fucking trailer Pack. they launched, I Irish would be more than okay with that to have yeah. a storyline told such... to me through video. Absolutely. That was such, that was such a quality trailer. And it kind of, it kind of made me a little happy that World War Three actually started in, I think, twenty nineteen with Battlefield Four came out, mm -hmm. and that's the storyline they kept on going with. It also means like, that that one, whoever you chose to sacrifice at the end of that, which according to Battlefield twenty forty two, everybody picked the the, the, the Chinese bitch, the Chinese bitch. Yep. That so, her sacrifice was for nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally for nothing, which is we're okay with. She was well, annoying. she. Well, yeah, she was annoying, and honestly, I killed her for the P90, and then I had a I had to make the the sad decision to kill Irish for the saw. I didn't really kill Pack for the dog tag. I didn't care. Yeah. 
But I had to go back and play that mission twice just to get the guns that ended up being broken inside multiplayer. Well, now we know that Pack dies, so, you know, yeah, that's Pac's... all done. So you well, might as well go back, kill him, and grab your... Grab your I, I, tag, you I did it years later, but it was just... It was it was a solemn moment trying to get that saw. Like, but I they... want to see some, like, Easter eggs come back and some harder challenges, like, to get the Phantom Bow. That Phantom Challenge was stupid. Oh, was... But Bro. it was fucking awesome. When you nailed it, when you were running around with a bow, people were like, you spent that time doing that? And you're like, fucking yeah, right, I was... did. It was... Like, and then, you and bet then... your ass... And then oh, someone saying, someone made a custom saying. map to get it for free. There better be a bipod yeah. knife. There better be a bipod knife. Oh, dude, there. <laughs> I I I have a feeling that somewhere in their map there's gonna be a shit bucket. Somewhere <laughs> on that fucking map there's gonna be a fucking shit bucket. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset they did uh, sound sound by audio like audio Easter eggs like uh, the squad does. But you better not be fucking loud, saber. You're gonna get cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it'd be funny like to hear like battlefield friends like like quote lines through like a door or something like that when you walk past it well they did it in battlefield 4 or have like one random person if they're teabagging <laughs> dip dip potato chip right just dip, to have dip. that one little fucking voice line to throw off would be absolutely amazing I was, I, like, I, I, and I, that's I, the thing i don't think people really get is the the culture around battlefield there isn't that around call of duty call of no. duty is just a, a bunch of angry prepubescent fucks that yell at each other and they're like i'm better at quick scoping than you are that's all call of duty is battlefield actually has like a culture behind it a, a solid fan base and like you know these videos that have sparked up and these really cool moments you don't get you get the fucking angry flashy montage shit from call of duty right they're vastly different from one another well well you, you get the kernel in the in the and the in the knowledge player oh you got a juice box oh it's a it's, it's chocolate a milk, milk. It's chocolate oh, milk it's, it's organic too it's so, kirkland you know, it's kirkland you know chocolate it's a frozen it's a frozen milkshake oh there you go well, other than other than that, for twenty forty two, I'm getting the consensus. We all agree that it was fucking fun. That was a blast. All I'm saying is that that's I, all I'm looking I, for is a game. I would pay. Yeah. I would pay extra money to have noob screen promoted every time I give a promotion. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I would. I would play voice packs. I would play. I would pay so much money for that. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Russian Badger, and your Tab G bullshit. We're fucking. We yeah, hundred percent promoted. <laughs> Like every fucking time, absolutely, dude. Russian, hundred percent. I'd pay Russian, twenty bucks for that, straight Russian, up. Russian, Just that one voice line. That's it. 100%. Russian, Russian Badger has, has he pays people to play bad against him. He yeah, just he's, he's yeah, he's hundred oh, percent. He's paid actors. Uh, he's Canadian, eh? Yeah, he is. Well, is he? Yeah, he is. And he's yeah, a he marine. And he could have gotten a, a non-com as a marine. I don't know if he was ever in the military. I don't believe he was. He went. He he did OCS for the Marine Corps, but he didn't take his commission. For the Canadian oh. Marine Corps? Had, no, the no. U.S. Marine Corps. Oh, yeah, he's a U.S. citizen now, but he's from Canada. He's from Canada, but he he yeah. did his he did his non-com training for the U.S. Marines, and then he didn't accept it. He so, actually just they better oh, career buddy. off fucking playing. Games. Yeah, he got way better off. But yeah. other than that, other than how Battlefield was. How how excited you guys are for Battlefield Friends coming back to make his return? I'm excited. Not as excited as Battlefield, I am but excited. I'm pretty excited because <laughs> I I watch Deep's gaming just in general, right? Yeah, like, they're, they're not even their awesome. Battlefield shit. Like I'm, their podcasts, I don't really listen to. It's more they're like 
their fucking gaming shit because they do such a really good job with using the in-game worlds and actually creating like a yeah. semblance of a ridiculous like b-rated storyline and i fucking love it because it just works really well with the guys well, you know you know what's, so, what's cool too is that they're gonna, they're gonna come back into this especially after like a huge scare from one of them uh, i don't know if you guys knew this but one yeah of them, thick one of them uh had a i think it was a cancerous tumor on his brain and they successfully removed it though yeah, yeah he's good yeah. which is fucking awesome i believe it was thick yeah, yeah was it he like yeah. the uh the sniper or the or the engineer guy i can't remember which one because three, was... three of them sound relatively similar and then neebs is very much a one-off voice well neebs is the machine gunner he's the noob He's the noob. Yeah, he's, he's the noob. Yeah. And then and then there's the sniper guy, the medic guy, and then the engineer guy. The engineer guy is always angry. And I think he was the sniper guy, like the smart sniper guy who's always trying to you know, play with if there's anybody I want to become friends with friends with in this industry, it's freaking Neves gaming crew. Oh absolutely. Oh, they dude, seem like a super awesome. chilled group of guys. Bruh, Neves would be so awesome to play with. They, yeah. did, they did a drunk QA Q and A on t on TikTok where they were they all got hammered out at a bard's. It's a uh, it's funny. Yeah, they that I uh, I mean that's gonna be a good to see, especially now that I've been. Everything's well, been lackluster. Like, it's like you got like like to know like how much EA killed the Battlefield community to the point where neves gaming isn't pushing out battlefield friends anymore because they didn't make anything for battlefield one and they didn't make anything well, for battlefield five well no they couldn't make anything under machinima Th that that crap was wrong obviously because they're making battlefield friends for 20 battlefield 2042 well machinima is defunct now so they couldn't make anything then i actually look it up i was curious about it because i i remember them being still a company but they're defunct they're they are not a company anymore. i don't think so, i don't think that machinima had anything to do with their creative their creativity i think that they were no they they did th no i don't i think that's what people want to speculate and no they about. they neebs gaming said it themselves they were the ones who said it like machinima wasn't gonna let us do it anymore why, they were like giving us would, ridiculous why ridiculous would, like why would deadlines why and would, shit why would machinima not one one of their top like video series to not produce because they they were giving them ridiculous deadlines that they didn't want to meet yeah like, machinima was really bad for that they did it to a lot of fucking people yeah they were giving them such like harsh de like deadlines and schedules that they're like no we're, this is not worth it for us anymore well now they're so they, dead they're all well, dead yep well well in jail yeah and then and the colonel dug up uh, Battlefield friends and saved it. Told him to get back in line. Yes. <laughs> the Colonel. They, they obviously brought in a new voice actor for the Colonel because it sounds completely. I thought different. it was the same voice actor. That sounded completely different from the original Colonel. Oh, he sounds like me. Sound a lot more groggly than the, than the original one did. Yeah. Unless that they just got older and they kind of forgot how to do the voice because it's been so long. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, just gotta do a griggly voice. Did say you got a shit bucket. There's a baby. There's a baby back there. Yeah, he's tired, hungry, and his teeth are growing, and so there's a lot of mixed emotions for him right now. And he's I'm like sick. super pissed. Yeah, and I'm six, so I can't get anywhere near him. Damn. So that sucks. Yeah. So at least, at least, at least we have the grandparents always nearby. So me, so grandma can always help out, and so that's a good thing, though. I have to sit back and just kind of hear it.
Well, other than, other than that, I think... Go. Is there anything else we want to discuss? I mean, we're only an hour in. I mean, you know, there's... <laughs> like, there's a lot we can talk about, I don't know. Uh, but... Yeah, I know. It's just like sucks that gaming right now. It's just kind of like waiting on Battlefield. To ho hopefully, Battlefield can t can carry us for the next couple years or so. Well, we do have Halo Infinite coming out, and I'm pretty stoked for that. That's going to be pretty neat. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm actually the the beta was not terrible for that game either. No, so no, I, I never played it, but what, cool concept for Halo this time around, though. Multiplayer is free to play. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm worried about is that that I don't know. Like, I'm excited. And at the same time, like I, it's not really like, like what it's not what I'm looking forward to this fall. Obviously, ba it's Battlefield 2042 is what I'm looking forward to this fall, and I'm just worried that that everybody that like the the Halo formula is just kind of like, just like done to death, and it's just bored. Like I, I feel like that the numbers for Halo Infinite, even though it's gonna be free to play, it's gonna be significant, be be very low for. You know, it's gonna be a very niche thing. It's like it's not gonna be the top. It's not gonna be the top one of the top stream games. It's not gonna be one of the top viewed games from content creators. It's just gonna be like a very niche game with a very niche community playing it. And I think it's just because I mean, Halo is Halo is literally like a two decade old game now. Yep. And so, so it's just gonna it's gonna be interesting to see because this it's game. What I'm hoping for is that the game feels like Halo Reach. That's all I really care about. I'm you actually looking to play it. <laughs> uh, I do. We got. I got. You guys can. Uh, Saber, you want to know something that scared the shit out of me? Hmm. We're we're not live for this podcast this time. Right. And we're talking about Halo Infinite, and all I see is gray on our Discord. Just say Halo Infinite, and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, how the hell does he know what we're talking about? Then I saw, yeah. If you look in our general chat, for oh, those, yeah. of, <laughs> he post someone. We posted a picture. What are the three big games dropping soon? Which we all mentioned in this podcast, which is Battlefield twenty forty two, Halo Infinite, and Call of Duty Vanguard. Skyrim thirtieth release edition. Yes, I gotta say. Well, actually, one thing that should be added to the list. Or wait, do you say these three big games dropping soon? And then also remember. Um, so the first three Grand Theft Auto games are going to be re-released as uh, uh, remastered. And yes. And the price has been announced on that at $70. Which I'm actually okay with. Um, if well, it's a remaster for the game. Here's the problem. If they release multiplayer with it, then I'll be happy. But well, it's a remaster, should... not a remake. I, I'm not going to get it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to go and grab a remake of the first three Grand Theft Auto games, even though I know that they're, you know, they're legendary games and all that. I, I just, I don't care. I just, Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, make Grand, Auto, make Grand Theft Auto 6, but also, I kind of, but the problem is now we know that this is, it's going to be longer Grand Theft Auto 6 because their resources and time has been spent remastering three titles from the early 2000s. Well, that, and then continuously upgrading, well, they're upgrading the GTA 5 to the expanded and enhanced, well, which this, isn't going to do fuck all. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, though, with Grand Theft Auto Online right now, it's that it's that it, it's kind of like Arma. Where the online, where the the mod community has now taken over the game, and the developers are like, "Well, the mod community is what's keeping us making money off of GTA Online, so we're going to continue to support the mod community and help it continue 
for as long as we possibly can and use and maybe they're just using the, doing that so that they can use the money from that to fund GTA 6 to make it the best possible game they can be because right now Grand Theft Auto 5 is held right up there as one of the one of the best video games and to a lot of people the best video game ever made and, and like I, I mean that's a personal thing I've never beat Grand Theft Auto 5 I did uh, I, was, I beat one storyline of it. There's like three or four different endings you can do. Yeah. Because you can either kill each of the characters. Actually, I don't think there's one where you can kill Franklin. Is there? No. Yeah. Franklin. Franklin's, Franklin's the, the only character. one you can kill. Franklin's yeah, Franklin. the main character. Main character of the game. It's his, it's, yes. his, it's his story. There's only there's only one true ending to that game though. It's it's the one where you kill the uh, agent. You, you kill the agent. And to be honest, I have watched the other ones on YouTube anyways. They're not worth it. They're honestly no. not worth it. So, but but doing that other way, playing those missions though to kill Michael and Trevor, they are the hardest missions to play. Not not yeah. for a difficulty wise game for Emotional. college for Grand Theft Auto. It's an emotionally difficult. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, Rockstar knows how to do their shit for for well, single player they, games. Of course they do. But, of course they do. And you, know, but, you can see that. You, I mean, Rockstar has always been good at making stories, whether it's Eleanor or Bully or Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead. They just they have the greatest writers in the industry working on their games. I'm so disappointed they couldn't make a sequel to that game, Eleanor. To, oh. Well, yeah. there's a reason for it. Bondi went defunct. Honestly, and, they should. Not, I mean, Rockstar, they should look into making like a gritty, like modern cop game. You know, and see what they can do with that. That'd be, oh. cool. that'd, be that'd be pretty. That'd be uh, to me pretty cool. Like they can make Not- like, a, like a Grand Theft Auto title, like uh, like I don't know, like the Red and Blue Lights or whatever they want to call it. You know, on the beat, Red Grand Theft Auto on the beat. You know, something like of the sort like that. I think that'd be Not- pretty dope. It would be yeah. kind of cool to see, but not to not to be fucked up. It would probably be one of the dumbest cop games you play because I don't know all the all the procedure wise stuff. You probably want to get into shootouts and stuff, and you end up shooting one person, then you get a camera shot in your face if they want to do a natural like realistic type of thing. But if they do their their Grand Theft Auto type of style, it wouldn't be like L.A. Nor L.A. Nor was pretty freaking realistic for its time frame. Mm-hmm. It still for, holds up. Yeah, it still holds up for its time. Oh, it's a fantastic game. I play the remaster. Yeah. Beautiful game for a remaster because because uh, they just upgraded the engine. And it still holds up to its day, but for how it was realistic wise for a cop game, they they did their research. Yeah. They, they did their research on how cops acted at the time and all that stuff, and it was a fantastic play. As a you pick it up, play it, and put it down because if you play it straight through, you're not beating that fucking game. You'll fall asleep. Yeah, I don't think... it, like I, I had it on the 360, and I think it was two or three discs. Four. <laughs> like, I think it was four discs because I had it on no, the 360. Right. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part one was Vice, which was <clears throat> disc one. Then you had Murder, which was two discs. Then you had your Traffic, or which was also another disc. And then your last one was your it was your uh, Fire, and then your like, Arson, and you're just like that's your last disc, and this is so boring. But yeah, it was it wasn't like a super like it was a neat style of game, but it wasn't like and the storyline was fantastic, but the yeah, the gameplay itself was relatively uninteresting. I I was actually amused they got the card manufacturers to allow them to use their brand. They had like the original Fords, the Chevys, you know, the Pontiacs, all those card brands. Yeah. In the game. It was really neat to see. And doing if they could make games like that. Where Eleanor was a 
almost a one well a small scale model of LA in the forties. I wonder what they can make if they if they will do like different eras. If they want to do like New York or Miami or something at that time. They need to make it like a mob boss game. Yeah, we like, we already have the Mafia series though. Yeah, it's Mafia series. It's not it's not Rockstar though. That's so huge. Mafia's Yeah, true. Actually Mafia. if Rockstar did a Mafia game, fuck it would be it'd good. Be, it'd, it'd be a it'd lot be, better it'd... than the Mafia series. Oh, yeah. but Mafia still holds up. Like, if you play Mafia all, 2... I mean, like, I tried to play Mafia 2, and I never touched Mafia 3. And Mafia 3, don't even I know that it. I, I know that they have their moments, but I know at the same time, though, that they're very lackluster, and I think it's just in the matter that they're developers out there, other than Rockstar, they don't know how to really, like, grasp the the urban open world concept on how, how to make on how to make it feel like open to you where it doesn't feel like feel like linear you know yeah yeah though i gotta say mafia 2 was pretty linear yeah and but that's, i that's the thing it's like like even back to like gta 3 or 4 you know like rockstar just like makes it feel like you know you feel like that like that the city is yours to explore you know that you know, you can do whatever you want. You can go grab what grab whatever quest you want to grab, and you know they 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 just do a good job of doing that. And like even like with Red Dead Redemption, like you have this vast like even online you have like this vast freaking map to work with to go do whatever you want. And so that's why like it's just it's like stuff like that is in, is in better hands of Rockstar than any other developer. That's why I don't really mess with like. Like, I'm sorry, it's 2K that makes Mafia series, not THQ. Yeah. The THQ doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they do. Do yeah. they? They yeah, still do. The ones that are eating up all these little companies. Oh, I thought THQ. Like, back in like 2017, they acquired like fucking 40 different companies or something under their umbrella. I don't know what they're working on, but. I thought THQ went defunct because they were the ones who made. Uh, they made uh, the. What's that game series? The 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 gangster game series with the the, the stupid shit. Saints Row. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Saints Row Four. The last one to come out was in like 2014. And I heard that actually Saints Row is making a comeback too. Yeah, well, see, yeah, there's another game in the works. It's, yeah. it's well, been announced it, already. It's kind of dumb because they Saints Row because I've played all of them. Saints Row likes to keep their game story consistent, and they blew up the planet Earth. So yeah, I, think we're gonna, I have a feeling it's going to be like a, a this was a dream kind of moment, you know? I hope so because they blew up the planet Earth and they gave us the same map for Saints Row Four, and it was just boring. I mean, it's Saints Row. Why not just they's like, oh, we're in a different reality now. Like the kids, well, it they, seems that's like what they the did. Newest, the newest Saints Row is going to be completely different characters. There might be like a couple recurring ones, but like it's a brand new story, brand new everything. Yeah, which I'm excited for because Saints Row is just absolutely over the top and ridiculous and just super fucking fun to play. My and... my favorite my favorite Saints Row to this day is still Saints Row Two. Saints yeah. Row Two was was the best game I played. I haven't played the first one. I heard that one's really good, but the damn was the second one so yep. good. I remember when the first one came out. We played it for fucking weeks, man. It was just a blast. Like there was so much shit to do. Like it was it was so much fun. Like I I think I think if we could get an open world game. Where Rockstar was at the helm for a mafia game, <laughs> but be as ridiculous as Saints Row, I think it would be amazing. I mean, like they can like. I, uh, well, that's Grand Theft Auto. It is, it is Grand Theft Auto, yeah. but the, like, 
I don't know. It, I feel like they, if they made a mob era game, it it would well, be like one of the greatest video games ever made. Well, Grand Theft Auto Three is considered one of the greatest video games ever, and that is a mob so, game. So is Grand Theft Auto Five, but like I'm talking about like a time era, like twenties, like twenties, like, yeah, like or like a bootlegging or a yeah. We're talking like peak peak fucking mafia days, yeah, right? Like they can set it like in New York, and like you can have your backwoods where the moonshiners are. You can have the city with the mob bosses. You know, it's just like I would, it, it, I they, would. They literally could do a copy paste of Grand Theft Auto Five with like a little bit of bigger map, and it would be a fantastic fantastic game i would actually put it in chicago for for mob eras not new york the reason, well the reason why i say oh, new, york, new york the reason why i would say new york because you have the appalachian mountain mountains where the moonshiners are lo- basically located and then you'd be doing runs out of there yeah but you also could be running out of canada with with canadian beer and also chicago was the hotbed of crime at but that, nobody uh, cares the... about nobody cares about the bootlegging of canadian beer it, no we did. We it was one of the <laughs> biggest things. We made a lot of money off of you fuckers during the look, prohibition. Look, look, we look. We just need the hit. No, because they need Hicks in the game, and so that's where you get your money. They got Hicks. They got Hicks in there, dude. You gotta you gotta remember. Chicago was where Al Capone was stationed. I know. It was one of the biggest mafia bosses of that era. You can't. You, if I you're gonna wanna, do something, if I, if you want to do something, I don't want an Al Capone game. I want them to create their own story. I know, but I'm just saying, the mafia there in Chicago is even if you don't use Cal Capone, is so huge that it is it is one of the most dangerous hotbeds of it. Yeah, it but if a, you said if you said in New York, you you have like limitless options of like what of what the game can t- like can contain. Like you can have your you can have immigration coming in from the, the control through the ports. Uh, you can have your boot, bootlegging coming from the Appalachian Mountains. You can have your local gang activities uh, what? in the streets. You can in be Brooklyn, working in yeah. Bronx, fucking, or, you know, what? Manhattan, so on, right? There's so many or different what? areas in New York. Yeah. Or why not Why not New Orleans? New Orleans is where the mafia started. Because then they'd be dealing, I don't know if they'd be dealing with the copyright thing for, with, with 2K about mafia. I don't know. Because, because that's where Mafia 3 took place. Mafia 3 does not t- uh, take place in New Orleans. It takes place in New Bordeaux. Uh, but they could do New Orleans. It's it's not it's not a it's not a copyrighted thing. It's it belongs to that city. That's why they call it New Bordeaux. La Nor was called La Nor, and they could use that area. It doesn't matter where they could. They could do New York for all they care. But I'm just saying, New Orleans would be such a different type of aspect because we've seen New York in video games. We've we've seen we've seen La. Why not New Orleans, where the Mafia did start? They do have the port. They do have the Moonshiners. And it was a very dangerous city at the time. Uh, they could build, a, you could build I, a city. Because I think it would just be boring. Honestly. Because yeah. well, like, I'm not looking for... Like, I don't want a like open area freaking like of like backwoods and stuff like that. I want like a combination of like a nice big bustling city with, with uh, freaking hicks up in the appalachian mountains you know they can create their own world based in new york i just don't think like new orleans is the smart like a a southern mob city would be the smart move for a video game who knows i mean honestly a mob game would be awesome just to have the the mafia is interesting to I don't know. Well, to us, as just people who like to see no, from it's the outside. Interesting in general. That's why, like, there's so many different documentary series. That's why there's so many different movies. The mob is one of the most interesting things of American history. 
and everybody, everybody love and most people love love the history of the mob. Until until they uh, until they realize that these people are fucking psychos. And there's so many people out there they can pull like freaking information from. I mean, there's former mob bosses that do interviews on YouTube explaining of how they're freaking of how they're of how the operations worked. They tell personal stories. They tell personal stories of the stuff that they did. Yeah, Michael Francis yeah. is one of them. I know. The guy the guy who did Goodfellas is another before he died, and then. Uh, just a couple of other people. There, there are a lot of, a lot of mobsters. Once they get out of that life, they make money just telling about it. Well, because there's nobody around to fuck them over anymore, right? It's, it's yeah, they're either, they're either dead or in jail. And then I think statue of uh, statue of limitations also is probably well, a lot of these guys serve time for their shit too, right? Yeah. Like the, it's not the, like it was they they got away scot free, but I, I, it's it else, like. The mafia is dead these days, right? Well, also no, 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 it's not. No, the mafia is the it's, mafia is it's as big as active. It's not as big as it used to be. Where where, the, as, where the United States government is working to control immigration ports for the Italians during World War II. It is. Are the mafia is so in control? Control little areas, but they're but the FBI is like trying to stop them. Like uh, they're one of the biggest divisions in the FBI is is um, organized crime. Yeah, organized that's, crime. That's known to... Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. They I think they busted a family in twenty fifteen, and that was the blast bust they had. But the mafia is such a huge thing right now, and it's still a huge thing, it's still a huge problem. Don't come after me, mafia. I, that's I, what I was like. Yeah, yeah leave me to, the fuck up. Go to Josh. He's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Hey, I I, I looked this shit up. I'm acknowledging that you guys don't exist anymore. That nobody's got to worry about you. Our government ignorant to the fact. Our government acknowledges they exist. They just have no proof of getting them. Well, that was the thing. They were smart, organized crime. They just, they just fucking psychos. Well, the ones, depending on who it is, like if you watch, if you watch some of the, like the documentaries on like, like if you if for Goodfellas and Casino, one of the two most realistic mafia movies out there. The people they portray are complete psychos. Yeah, but the thing about the mafia you need to understand is it's not like from gangs these days. There's a, there was a shit ton of civilians fucking injured, right? Like, yeah. it happened, but it wasn't often. It was very targeted attacks of shit was going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. By in Al Capone, like, when the, um, the Chicago massacre happened, right? A couple fucking civilians got caught in the crossfire. He went around and, like paid off the fucking families to be like i'm sorry like showed up to the fucking funeral to be like this is my bad here's money here's flowers yeah you know you'll never see us again kind of thing right and like, as much as it's still fucking bad at least they were respectable of it right like gang shootings these days like like in like compton and stuff like that they'll go to the backyard of somebody's like you know private place where there's just a nice family party going on but just because one person's gang affiliated there everybody's a target exactly. yeah 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 that's Crime now is the street crime now is so bad. Uh, well, and it's because like like I see these I see this in shows a lot, and I don't know it's just like the narrative now, but it's just that the the uh, the up and comers per, per se of of gang activity they don't care about the old structure ways. They just no. they're out for blood. You know, well, they're, they're not here to run a business. They're out to to make everybody threat well, like fear them. Well, I, I watched I watched um, an old monster on YouTube. His name is Michael Francis. I mentioned him a little bit earlier, and he does talk about 
how these kids get indoctrinated into that life. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they, there's a lot of murder rate with, with kids killing other people is once they're, they are out of jail, if they're not tried as an adult, which they don't most of the time, by 25. So they go to jail. They, they do that time for killing somebody, and then they're out free at 25, and they're back to doing crime and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I found this out recently watching his video, and he said that he met a 12-year-old kid in juvie, and that's what he did. He's trying to, like, and, and they had their talk. I don't know what they talked about, but looking at it at that way and how, how I would assume how crime is, they would try to get them to kill him young, kill, like, get a kill young, which is like insane for someone at that age to do mm-hmm. just so that when they get out they have a chance to make money because either way no matter how you look at it they're there to make make money by robbery stealing killing however and this is how they they say that they can trust you when all in all is you're not making money you are now like, just a liability them. well like even like gangs today that originated back in like the 80s and 90s they are so far from what they used to be like the crips and like the bloods and the crips they were started as kind of like a um like, like a, a guys club a guys club for kids yeah. who didn't who couldn't go to ymcas or stuff like that because of the, because of the color of their skin and so they created these like you know these these gangs per se to like give them kind of like a space and now they've turned into like these blood hunters who just go out there and kill for just misrepresenting i i guess i don't know I, the history that's how, that, it, it is it is look into like the bloods the crips ms13 they all started as a safe space for for kids who couldn't go to boys clubs or to ymcas or stuff like that because they were from projects or you know, yeah. whatever they, I mean, they, they were started to look out for kids and to protect yeah, them. I, and now they've, I mean, grown, they've, grown into, they've grown into like a serious issue where they're not just keeping it within, like, they're not keeping their issues in family. They're, it's affecting innocent bystanders. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt it for that. Like that it's, it's just disheartening, but you gotta, if you look at it from the perspective of, of them, once but, they get, once they start doing crime, it's literally just so they could put food on the table. Yeah, but That's, anyway, Rockstar, go, go make a mob boss game. That's all they yeah, want. That was a very. It's all this conversation yeah. needed to be, but we got depressing about it. But yeah, yeah. Welcome to reality. Yeah, welcome, welcome to, to reality. reality. I'm, I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking at the Discord right now. All these responses about what games people are hyping about, and just people are this stuff for Battlefield 2042 is kind of funny. I'm, I'm still kind of hyped for uh, the 30th release of. Uh, of Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's. I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys are keeping your priorities straight. And this is why your games <laughs> suck because you guys have teams working on your stupid side projects for keeping Skyrim and Fallout 4 up to date for the next gen consoles. Even though. And, you know, for you gamers out there who still care about those, screw you for feeding the, for feeding the fire to uh, uh, does it to continue to work on these titles. Uh, honestly, if I want to get a remake of a game that I will probably play never, it would probably be The Witcher 3, because I've played it so many times, and I'll probably still play it again. I know, CD Projekt Red. We're talking about Bethesda here, Josh. Keep it on topic. I don't like Bethesda. I don't play their games. I played Fallout New Vegas one time, and that's Obsidian. You're the odd one out. Yeah. Bethesda is fucking amazing. Regardless of some of the shit, their little stutters and stuff, like, 
They used to. They had, a, they, had, they had a good track record. They had a good track record. Well, they pe- murdered it, and this seventeenth release of Skyrim is fucking. Well, the only only Fallout game 3, I'm looking. Fallout, Fallout Three was a good title. Their Elder Scrolls series were good titles up until about Skyrim, and then um, Fallout Four had mixed reviews, and then Fallout Seventy Six is terrible. Game, the all- they keep, they won't leave Sky. They won't. They just won't let Elder Skyrim die. The only no. game I'm looking forward to that's coming out of Bethesda will is just Starfield. That's oh, the yeah. only one that's I caught my interest. That's what I want. I want another yeah. Fallout. And there's rumor that a uh, Microsoft game company of some sort is uh, taking it. That's good. Because Obsidian, maybe Obsidian. Uh, I would love Obsidian. I don't know if they're. Like it's gonna be well, within well, the Microsoft umbrella. I'm not sure if Obsidian is or not, but well, I, think, well, I, think well, I think Microsoft Game Studios is Obsidian's parent company. I don't think. Well, Obsidian think is owned by Microsoft, but Obsidian's busy with Outer Worlds too. I doubt they're gonna be. They're hardly right. busy with Outer Worlds too. They just released like some snippeted trailer of like what game they, game trailers look like, and then they gave us a title screen of Outer Worlds two. It's literally told us straight up the game's not nowhere near finished, but here it is. Yeah. It, that's why I'm saying they're busy making yeah. that game. Their focus is that game. So uh, it I, would be interesting to see Fallout, see uh, hands of another company to get a I, get a shot at it. I, I would like to see it go back to its original format. I don't, yeah, because I don't like how colorful that Fallout is now. Like it's too bright. It's too like. The thing is, is that naturally, though, in a, in, in a place where 200 years after nuclear fallout, like you're gonna have color, right? I, I'm not. Yeah. There was no issue with the color. It was more getting rid of a lot of the skill systems and shit. Like yeah. more mechanics wise, I think pissed me off. Yeah, it, it, I, it was, I heard about it, that it, for some like, here's the thing, here's the thing. Fall. Uh, I, I'm not counting Fallout 76. It's an MMO title that doesn't carry the traditional Fallout formula. So then you're just mentioning Fallout 4. I, yeah, because I'm, we're waiting for that that the sequel to Fallout 4. Fallout 76 is just an MMO that they made as a side game hustle, like how you wouldn't throw Elder Scrolls Online in the same category as the other Elder Scrolls games, you know? Um, yeah. And and like Fallout 4, like from the like. 70% of the content of the game was good. Uh, the gunplay was good. The, uh, you know, kind of like the map size was good. And I had I, I enjoyed the story. I don't know why people have such a big issue with the story. It was a plot twist just like any other Fallout title has been. Um, but my issue was, of course, was that their, they, their end game of like, of, of like creating ways to continue the game after the end was terrible. I, I hated the freaking colony system of having to protect everything. I hated that, like... Could just, you? Just, like, I don't know. It just... It was... It, because, like, everybody's always wanted a Fallout title where you can play after the fact and keep, you know, and, you know, just keep playing the game after you complete the story. Um, especially if you wanted to complete a side quest or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, but... They just, you know, it was just a, a stupid way of doing it. I thought that the concept of colonies was cool, of like, you know, creating supplies between each other. It was an innovative form of the game to keep you, you know, embedded and stuff like that. And I get that, like, you're probably going to have people attack your colonies, but to get the notification every five freaking minutes. And if you're if somebody like me who was terrified to leave one of their colonies alone to die... I was answering that call all the time. It was annoying. I, you know, had to fast travel everywhere to go and fix something. 
and I never could set up the right amount of defenses to make sure that they were taken care of without without my assistance. And so, you know, I don't know. They if they can figure out how to create a better endgame, I would be happy. Their DLC was awesome, like how Fallout always is. Like the uh, and it, they had fucking two. That's it. You had Far Harbor, which was great, and Nuka World. That's it. Yeah, and they were great. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near what Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Four or Fallout Three has presented in terms of DLCs, of course. Look, I'll agree. Nuka World was really good. It was fun. Yeah. Right. And Far Harbor was fantastic. Far Harbor was a complete like like when you stand on the stage the and you go, "We're not going to cater towards the settlement systems," and then all of a sudden, fucking four out of your six DLC are fucking settlement based. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, I I gotta say though, did anyone else shoot the dude in the head? The the Patriot guy, or whatever the bus and like the Minuteman. Who uh uh. The Minuteman guy. Yeah, his name, his name is... Uh, so I shot him. Preston, I shot, Preston, Preston, Preston I sh- yeah. I, I shot him in the face the first time I met him. It doesn't kill him. He's an essential NPC. Yeah. I know. I kept shooting him in the face. I wanted him dead. I mean, like... Everybody wanted like, him dead. Like, I, I enjoyed that. I think it was cool, though, like, the way to keep the game interesting. Like, each one of your companions that you found had its own... Like, they, like, they had their own, like, like personal vendetta they had to achieve... You know, and you can help them achieve that and stuff like that. I thought it was cool that you can have, you know, the how they expanded on like personal relationship systems in the game, and that's like stuff that like Fallout needed to expand on. You know, making it more immersive. But where, like, like I said, where they fell flat is what people has always wanted was a way to play the game after the fact. That just was boring. You know, it, it just instead of like like. In future, in future Fallout title, what they need to do is when they release an update or a DLC after the game's launch. Like, I'm not asking for another MMO, but like, add more quests into like the game itself. You know, like add you know more stuff to do after the fact of the game. Push DLC to be something that's actually expansive to the game, like it used to be. Like the freaking alien mission on Fallout New Vegas was so much fun. Um, it's just like all, all, all in all. Bethesda, like any game company, like now, like from back then to today, like obviously it's because you know there's new people that come and go. You know you don't have the same developers working on Bethesda or Call of Duty titles that were working on them ten years ago. You know they come and go, and we get new people who come in with new ideas and stuff like that. And it, you know, it just sometimes they just fall flat, or sometimes they work out well. Um, you know, Obsidian I, is one of those companies where obviously it's not the same people who worked on Fallout New Vegas, but New World is a fantastic title. New World? <laughs> or uh, Outer Worlds. Uh, Outer Worlds is a fantastic uh, title. Yes, Amazon's New World is amazing. Uh, I gotta say, though, the only game I have played that has... Well, there's a lot of games that do it, but the one that has always done it best, just to bring it back to Grand Theft Auto, with their, their like so many side quests, was Grand Theft Auto Five, And and Red Dead Redemption, but just how... Did GTA have a lot of side quests? I feel like they were very lackluster in, in terms of side quests. Mm. No, I thought they were fun. They were they were stupid. But here's the thing, though. They were... they, with how Grand Theft Auto did their side quests, was... they kind of, like, they're, they're, they incorporated into the main storyline. Like No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, those those random events that you end up meeting people. Those like are, meeting uh, that... Those are... No, I don't count those as side quests. 
They were side quests because eventually, no. once you did one, then you had to go find all this stuff. Then you had brought it back, like the alien ship one. You had to go find a bunch of crap, or the or the one where you have to do the. That's the, like a. That's not really a quest. It's like a scavenger hunt type. Of or, thing. or the other one was where you play as Michael for that church, and then you have to give them some money, then run around in the oh. desert for a while. Then once he gets to the end, then you can steal their car if you want to, or let them have their money. It was just stupid, like random event quests. Which were just like, oh, this just happened. This is random. I mean, for and it was, wasn't, there wasn't a shit ton of them. Like, Fallout did a really good job of, like, you're wandering around the wasteland and it would push you along a path and then take you to a side quest. Or if you explored, you found uh, new and interesting stories. Like, the amount of vaults and shit that were available in Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and just the stories behind it. Like, unbelievably fantastic. And based on the path you take in Fallout New Vegas, at least, like... Like the super mutant freaking uh, ski resort, you know, like you you yeah. didn't have to do that task, you didn't have to do that quest, but if you go when it found it, and if you, you didn't to... explore over that way, yeah. you never would have fucking found it no. because no one mentioned shit about it. But it had some really cool side quests, and there were some really interesting characters. Like that's what I enjoy about a side quest is you stumble upon it. It isn't a spot on your fucking map all of a sudden, right? Yeah. yeah like, well, I mean, I got that with The Witcher Three, and I loved playing those because eventually I was just running around the whole map. I've played the game a couple times, and there's one part in that entire map that you didn't have to go at all. And it took me until playing my like third playthrough, I went down there, and it was actually, oh, this part actually helps me in the story that I could have learned about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, or two hours into the game, if I went. But I didn't have to. And I was like, you know what, I if they do that, I mean, I guess, it should be fun. And if Fallout 4, which you guys have mentioned so much, does that and is lackluster, I guess... I mean, well, no, like, like, just had like its side quests didn't really expand much on anything. They didn't have much as far as vaults were concerned, which was a massive part of Fallout in itself. Even the original two games, a lot of the uh, lore and shit behind it were involved very much with vault tech. Like there was just a lot of stuff that Fallout Four just really missed the mark on. As much as it was like it was, it was a fun shooter out of Bethesda for a good attempt at like a solid shooter. They did an all right job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they added some mechanics to the game that were absolutely fantastic and very much so welcomed, like the modding system for weapons and stuff. But the emphasis on a lot of other mechanics that were very much so outside of the um, like Fallout kind of way, like with the the settlements and shit. Like the building stuff was kind of neat, but it totally pulled you away from the experience and pulled you away from the atmosphere of it because it's supposed to be run down with these little settlements that are around that have been built up for years mm-hmm. and you're just some dude that scraps a bunch of shit and all of a sudden is like hey i've got a bustling city in the middle of butt fuck nowhere like it made zero sense in that regard and just yeah a lot of it really missed the mark and a lot of the lore was really off and it was just weird mm-hmm. and then I 76 i don't even want to get into i think yeah. Fallout 4 was a good like trial for what the settlement system could be, and I hope in the in whatever next title they work on. Which, by the way, when when did Fallout 4 release? How long has it been since we got a Fallout? Uh, title? 2015. 2015. So we're approaching yeah. six years without a proper sequel to Fallout Fallout 4, and yeah. Bethesda just keeps focusing on remastering Skyrim and. They have two tiles that they're working on. They're both Elder, Elder Scrolls tiles. It's Elder Scrolls Online and uh, Skyrim. No, that's I, Bethesda that's, doesn't deal with Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, they don't. It's, it's no, the their publisher is, but their game studios are, isn't it? It's Zenimax Media that's dealing Zenimax. with it. Yeah, and Starfield is the game they're focusing on. 
Yeah. Yeah, and Starfield is like um, the magnum opus for Todd Howard, right? And he—it's something he's had on his mind for ages. And it should be a, a decent game if if it's going to be what it is. And you know, it'll yeah. be a cool little piece. But well, we'll yeah, I'm because... I'm looking well for the Bethesda style cap of games. I'm not really into the whole like Fallout area where it's all nuclear based, which is cool. I I enjoyed the the concept of it. I just never really got into it. Skyrim was always boring to me, or uh, or any of the Elder Scrolls game. I've Skyrim tried the other. Was a boring game. I I, I never yeah. understood where yeah. people's hype came from that game. Like I it was my it was my first Elder Scrolls game, and I got turned off playing the other ones. I didn't want to well, play. Okay, it. we have to think about the era though. So we had Oblivion, which I played the fuck out of. Like me and my sisters did the same thing. Like we all played the shit out of Oblivion. It was absolutely fantastic, but it looked terrible, mm-hmm. even for the time. It looked bad. And then Fallout Three comes out like two years later looks worse and then all of a sudden three years after that you have skyrim and it's the most gorgeous game of of the time and it was a completely new world and and just there were so many people invested in it like i enjoyed playing skyrim initially i could never beat the game i could never get as involved in it a lot of their side quests were also really kind of far off there was a vast majority of them but they were pretty lackluster in content as it went on Mm -hmm. like oblivion doing the dark brotherhood quests was fucking amazing there was multiple ways to finish a kill there was multiple things to do the storyline just progressed further and it was absolutely fantastic like time and effort was actually put into the game wait oblivion oblivion also worked on a little bit of skyrim what What? oh no nothing nothing was game oblivion yeah the game oblivion not obsidian oblivion Oblivion. elder scrolls 4 oblivion yeah Great game. If you haven't played it before, absolutely. It is phenomenal. If you're worried about excitement and shit, Oblivion has it. Like, it's a really well done game. Like, yeah. it still holds up today. Uh, I just can't wait for Starfield. Yeah, I mean, Starfield, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to approach Starfield in terms of a kind of open world esque game because Fallout and Skyrim both, you know, they, I should say Fallout and Elder Scrolls, they, they mimic the same formula in terms of crafting, in terms of leveling up, in terms of um, just kind of like questing and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate that into the space adventure because obviously if it's a space adventure are you trapped on a foreign planet or are you gonna be planet hopping like you do in outer worlds like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they approach it um you know because there are because like i said there are two titles that use space adventure in terms of open world concept and that is uh uh mass effect and uh outer worlds and both of those incorporate planet hopping and so we'll see if that's what Starfield's going to do. And I assume they're going to do it that way, considering that they're called Starfield, and Starfield just means outer space. And so I assume that you're going to be planet hopping and just interested to see how expansive the, each planet is going to be. Because if you ever played Mass Effect or you ever played Outer Worlds, you're, the planets you go to, the, you're, they're not very large because... If they made them pretty big, it would take up way too much file size, it would t- or the loading times would be too long because they're trying to load in so much assets at once. They're all pretty like linear and don't have, and they're not very big. So, I think that's gonna be the biggest thing that we look for in Starfield is how big each region is gonna be. Well, yeah. we need to see what they do with the game in general. Is it going to be a lot like Mass Effect, where it's a very serious style of story, or are we looking at more of the lighthearted style of Outer Worlds, right, or a happy medium of the two? I think we're going to see a serious take on it. <clears throat> the trailer 
read nothing to me that there's gonna be like a a funny like take on an alternate reality of the of of Earth, you know, where Fallout was an alternate rea- reality where kind of like technology advances, but the the era never never leaves like the 50s you know yeah all the the bubbly style cars and fucking weird robots of the day yeah yeah the outer worlds takes a a concept where capitalism has controlled everything and now corporate and corporate corporate is just everywhere and so this looks like something serious i'm expecting like this is going to be one of the more serious games that bethesda's ever produced and we will which is very unlike them yeah it is uh i mean in a sense elder scrolls is kind of serious it just uses like mythical lore to drive the game which is something that's always no, been, uh, like the elder scrolls are similar to that of like fallout with like more of a dark humor twist to it there are some serious bits but it is more of a dark humor kind of thing whereas yeah if we're stealing starfield to be completely serious it's very out of touch with Bethesda, so it'll be interesting I mean, to see what they do. We all saw the same trailer, unless there's something I missed in there that they're in cor- that was some type it of just, comic relief. It kind of was just like a. It wasn't really much that they gave us in that trailer. It was just like, oh hey, look at this guy in a spacesuit. It was like, hey, we made the creation engine do something better than it did in Fallout seventy six. You're welcome. Like yeah. that's pretty much all I got out of the trailer. Like I yeah, have no idea what the fucking game's supposed to be about. Like, is there a storyline to it? Is it completely open ended? Is it this just a, going to be a fucking yeah. walking simulator or a flying simulator? Like. It is this gonna be? It was more revealing than the uh, the title for Elder Scrolls Six. But yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> I mean, here's a landscape. Could, Elder Scrolls Six, boom. Yeah. Uh, well, if not, it could be if they do end up doing like No Man's Sky type of travel, it'd be kind of cool too. What? Fuck it up for six years I, and then I, fix it. I never understood. Well, I'm just I'm just talking about the travel. Like you get a spaceship and then you travel around. That'd be neat. Yeah, that's the only Some other space thing. Space combat or something like that would be neat. Yeah, I think they added it on that sky. Right. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, like, it's either going to be the most innovative open world game ever made, or it's going to be a complete, a complete flop. We'll, we will see. Yep. Um, yep. But wait, isn't, this isn't this isn't Bethesda's first space open world title, right? Didn't they release one uh, a couple of years back? Not that I know. I think they did, or they were planning on releasing uh, open world space title a while back. But uh, I think Starfield is their. That's the only one they're doing. Huh. But also, also, we're going to be getting, um, I think it's next year, right, that we're getting um, a Night Seal Republic remake. Yes, next, next year. year. Yeah, I thought it was this year. And it's either next oh, year it's... or this year. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, if it comes up this, if it comes up this year, I'm going to be fucking happy. Oh, uh, they just, oh, they just talked about it two days ago. Uh... Fallen Order 2 just got uh, announced. Approved. Perfect. Yes. Good. Uh, so every Star Wars game in development from Fallen Order 2 to Kodor is what they're talking about. Why am I just uh, now finding out that Dishonored is a Bethesda title? Dishonored is a Bethesda um, title? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Dishonored 1, 2, and the new Death Loop is all Bethesda. Oh, that's right. No, Prey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Which remember. was a remake on an old game that was actually really well done back in like 2007. And actually, they were the publisher. It looks like that Arcane Studios was the developer. Okay. Okay, yeah. hey, Metro UK. I want to learn. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the hell that what the hell that game was. And technically, Arcane also does Dishonored. So, uh, I never knew that uh, they owned that uh, title. That is interesting. They oh, own a lot. Of, they own a lot oh. of. Oh. 
And uh, that does not surprise me that Deathloop is a freaking Bethesda title also. Wow. Uh, just hey, just to let you guys just let you guys know, when I uh, Fallen Order got approved, the like once sales figures were done for Fallen Order one. <laughs> oh, like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they, they were such like a damn good job with that game, man. Yeah. yeah. They they like they announced that in 2020, like in February by February 2020, they said, "Oh, we're making the second one." Uh, Bethesda is like Bethesda to me is the biggest developer out there because just like looking at these lists of titles like each title that they have their name attached to is something of like they're good like they're they're highly highly acclaimed titles like i'm seeing the evil within wolfenstein quake dishonored uh uh the fallout titles of course elder scrolls rage as well um they just released Deathloop, and Deathloop is highly acclaimed right now um, they also have upcoming games called, called Ghostwire, Redfall, Starfield, Commander Keen. Oh, they're bringing back Commander Keen? Oh my well, god. Well, that's actually, crazy. That looks like a, a mobile game, though. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But, it was an old 80s game. I mean, like, literally, it's just... They are, oh, Doom? They are, they are, hands down, the biggest studio in gaming. I, I think these guys are bigger than the EA... They have so much to work with. They're attached to Zenimax also, so like these guys can do so much. And the fact that they have let us down for so long is just disheartening. Yeah, it really sucks. So hopefully they go back to their former glory. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll see a battlefield come up with fucking Bethesda. You know. Well, there there's absolutely no news about the remake's release date for Kotor. They say someone's speculating it might come out on the 20th anniversary of the game in 2023. But most likely most likely it'll come out next year sometime. Uh, other than that, the same thing is going for Fallen Order. There's, they're just keeping... Everything's being quiet. Even Ubisoft's Star Wars game is being kept quiet right now. Anything Star Wars related... Idea. Everything Star Wars related right now, they're keeping quiet until they have something. Ubisoft's doing uh, Avatar. the Commandos too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It, oh my God. If they make Commandos two, I will lose my fucking shit. You know what? Uh, the shitty part is if Ubisoft soft touches it, it's fucked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or if they, if, you want Rainbow Six Siege in Star Wars <laughs> universe? Here you go. Right? Like, it would just be a fucking shit. Well, show. I would. I would. Can we also like just like can can we get an F in chat or uh, pay respects to uh, the the death of Ghost officially the death of Ghost Recon. And now it's being oh, used like, as their battle. Ghost Recon is not battle royale. the name for the battle royale title. Oh what? my, Ghost yeah. Recon. Okay, well here's the battle thing. royale. Did you guys ever play the original Ghost Recons? I'm talking yes. like the first. Yes. The, when, back when, in the they, day, when they were made no by Red Storm. Were they made by yeah. Red Storm? Yeah. It, absolutely phenomenal titles, and then you know even moving towards like the whole thing is is we saw a massive turn in genre for ghost recon and a massive turn in genre for rainbow six right <laughs> rainbow six was like not the you know fucking competitive game it is today it was very much so a hardcore shooter you know repelling everywhere and whatever and the online was absolutely amazing with vegas too that was also, yeah that was also back when like multiplayer was like, was like treated like as a nice bonus to a phenomenal campaign. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's what, and that's what drove Tom Clancy games back in the day. It wasn't their multiplayer? They didn't care about that. Tom Clancy game, Tom Clancy games back in the day were so focused on making sure they created a compelling story and using great squad control mechanics. Like Advanced Warfire Two, Advanced Warfire Two to this day is one of the greatest squad games, like squad control games ever made. It's right up there I... with with the original Brothers in Arms titles, and it's just. It's disheartening and sad that that, and it's really, really ever since Tom Clancy passed away that they, that's exactly gonna. That was gonna say that they, Tom Clancy died and they fucked it up. They well, it's because they, I guess they just didn't feel like they were making enough money and that they they saw an opportunity to reach into this competitive shooter market with their existing base and to try and bring in a new base. And they they did released, it. They released Siege, which which tapped into the hearts of the uh, OG fans at first, and kind of brought in like a newer player base. But then they saw that they were losing that newer base more, and they just kept like they kept like enhancing on the parts that those newer players enjoyed. So like the fast pack, the fast fast pace of fast pace of the game. And you know, just bringing in equipment that never has ever been introduced into the lore of Tom Clancy, and just like turning Rainbow Six from what it used to be, which is a which was always a anti-terror like they're anti-terrorist force, you know, task force, and that's always been their focus is anti-terrorist. Uh, you, you know, that's in the Vegas series, the OG like you know OG the OG stuff, and they took it took the name and just put out a competitive shooter now i'm not you know upset that tom clancy makes it made a competitive shooter i'm just upset that they have trashed now two titles that i grew up with and i'm never going to see i'm never going to see the return to that norm ever again yeah i agree i agree completely <clears throat> like yeah war the warfighter series was really fun back in the day and then i got I mean, Wildlands, I played a little bit, and it was like it was all right. I never beat uh, it, but it felt more like a fucking. It was a Far Cry game in third person with you know. Yeah, it wasn't. It a wasn't a people. like. It, it wasn't, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't well a far, It wasn't a Ghost Recon game, but it was yeah. a. It was a fun game to play with friends. And then they they went they went ahead with that with Breakpoint, disregarding the story. And gave us such a shitty story that it got backlashed. Even though it was a fun game to play, it was just like, well, we we expected a story, and we're not getting that anymore. And now we got a, a fucking battle royale for. Well, let's just say rest in peace to a genre altogether. That the squad tactical yeah. shooter games are now a thing of the past. Yeah. This one's for you. I mean, I was looking at the other squad based game, but Six Days in Fallujah has no other. Any, any news? Yeah, we'll never see that game see the light of the day. That game will never see the oh. light of the day. I, I, I can't wait till it comes. It's not. But, I know. I, I'm aware. I just... Well, keeping keep keep my hopes hopes just a little high for it. Don't. In this climate, it's never going to see the light of the day. No. This game, uh, has, this game will maybe see the light of the day when... In like maybe 30 or 40 it, years. It, yeah, it'll be abandoned where and you'll be like, oh fuck, I remember this. Then it'll be like an alpha build from six years ago. Unfortunately, the game is the the story of the game is too fresh in the minds of people, and there's a lot of people who are emotional about the the reason why the United States was in our veterans. Are, it's not even veterans who are doing it. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the 
people who aren't even involved with video games control what a video game does. You saw what Battlefield 5, having a Battlefield 5. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm just, that's what disappoints me is like, the whole thing about this media is like, veterans are not the ones that are upset, and they were the ones who I mean, there who are went vet- there. There are, veterans there, it, that are upset, I, there are veterans that are upset about the title, but it is a veteran. They're not the Brady primary game. backlash. Yeah, but the but not but a majority of those combat veterans that were there are kind of you know, whatever. It's it it is what it is. Well, they're here's the thing: they're afraid of another incident happening. Where remember, Kojima was supposed to release this game over a decade ago. Yeah, and then they made us a shitty multiplayer game. Yeah, they didn't want anything to do with the title, and they were afraid of the backlash it can create. And honestly, in this today's climate, you don't know what can set people off now, and in a dangerous way. Yeah. Like, this, like the game could create a massive protest. You never know what this game could possibly do to people these days. People are sensitive, and people will take the streets over anything now. And yeah, just look at, look like, at Dave, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Quite honestly, like if Modern Warfare Two had released today, the right wing base no would be Russian. A, it, it, <laughs> it, it would be an absolute uproar. It would be be protests in the streets. It'd be calling for the the closing of Infinity Ward. It back then bad bad publicity for game developers was good publicity, but now where game developers are now more mainstream than they ever been, they have to be careful in their reputation. Oh, back then, No Russian came out and people were like, this is controversial as fuck. Why would you do this? Like, you're killing civilians in a level and everyone went, shut the fuck up, and then they shut the fuck up. And then these days, it's like if it was, the same thing was released. Like, I'm impressed they didn't get backlash over the fucking remaster. Yeah. Well, right? I'm surprised I'm surprised <clears throat> they didn't get backlash over the, the suicide bombings in Modern Warfare. I can the... about that. There yeah. were suicide, the suicide bombings, and well, then the gas attacks, and then like, well, like that's, there was that, so that's, much in that's, that modern warfare. That's stuff that you couldn't control. That's the thing. It's like it's stuff that you witnessed, but it's stuff that wasn't control. It wasn't like you were a bystander watching No Rush. You were the terrorist. Yeah, so, I know. And like, but that, and if, you it's, know, it's it's it's. It's it's a it's it's a difficult thing, and unfortunately now the video games are more mainstream than they've ever been. They now hold a certain responsibility on how the public is going to react, and unfortunately, people who don't play video games at all will react to what our video games going to include. And it's oh my god, it's the children. It's going to hurt the children. They shouldn't honestly, be playing this game. And quite anyways. honestly, I hope to get like say like I hope Squad never makes it mainstream. I hope they don't. You know why? It won't. It'll die before it ever gets there. Yeah, it's if, gonna they, die if, it. if they ever would to make it mainstream, they would immediately be called in for their ability to play as insurgent forces in the game. Oh, yeah. There's been videos about playing as Nazis in fucking World War II games. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. They That's were the primary they're... fucking enemy of the goddamn war. I'm sorry. They, they're the right. representative as they were. And by the way, Call Activision's now found a loophole, for, uh, found a loophole to make a World War II game and with Vanguard, the reason why you don't see any swastikas or anything in the game is because you're not fighting the Third Reich. You're fighting the Fourth Reich. The what? It's an alternate... Oh, this is an alternate timeline, is it? Alternate timeline where the German mm-hmm. army uh, rises out of the ashes of the Third Reich to try to take over the world again. And it's either a, it's either a continuing World War II or it's World War Three. I don't know. But it's going to be an interest, interesting concept. And that's why you're not going to see any swastikas or anything like that, because it's, it's going to be a reality where you're not... Why, 
You know, then why are we why are we still fighting the Japanese? Well, technically, you never saw Japanese fighting there. You just saw Marines in the Pacific Islands. I could thought you were against the Germans. Could be. I, could, I guess. I mean, there was those aircraft. Mind you, if we took a look at the timeline, maybe you know Germany fell briefly, and then the Pacific campaign was still going on, and then Germany rose up in the midst of everybody's fucking efforts just, over in the Pacific. Okay. Regardless right. of how unrealistic it is, just let it fly. It's in, called. Uh, I'll, let it, I'll in, let it fly. In this Call of Duty game, it's gonna, you're fighting an army that's fighting for more for global domination than fighting to create a superior race. At least they're not saying this is a realistic game. I, 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 I'll, I'll take that. At least I'm, they're not saying that this the is, is with, this with is Duty, how. how thing. You can throw realism out the door as soon as Call of Duty enter the realm where you can put many heartbeat sensors on your uh, on your rifle. Bro, the heartbeat sensor was was a staple of Battle of Modern Warfare. Too. Okay, the, well, the thing is, I, like, I, here's the thing: is that like when you look at games like Call of Duty, you can, like if it. Like, yes, with the World War II titles, you're looking at, you might be looking at, like, what was available during that time period. But even World at War used reticles and stuff like that. So what I'm looking now at as a Call of Duty player is, like, how are they going to make the game fun? You know, and weapon attachments is something that they've seen as something that creates the fun in the game. And they're going to do whatever they want in terms of doing so. You know what's kind of funny, though, is that they've added the guns from Vanguard, some of them, into, more, into Warzone now. And I saw, um, I think it was, uh, it was Courage. Courage was uh, running in M1 Grand, and he had the a magazine in it. And so basically now it's in a 14, but that's besides the point. And they left the animation in where when you finished the mag, it still made the clip ping. Uh. And I was like... Why? it's an iconic sound of the m1 grand and nobody knows how the fuck the thing works that's exactly. why they just think that's the sound it makes when it's empty not realizing that's just the sound of the, uh, the clip being it the clip yeah. being ejected out of the gun yeah it's uh, so a clip being ejected out of its magazine <laughs> okay whatever but uh that's you know and like like i said it's a shooter i'm just looking for a fun shooter to play call of duty can be a good game it doesn't have to be realistic i have squad for realism now all these other titles now, they can do whatever liberty they want with their games as long as it's fun. I don't care. If you make yep. it fun, I'll play the game. Um, if I want to play a realistic shooter, shooter I'll play Hell of Loose, Squad, whatever. Um, I have those games as to my disposal now. And, uh, you know, as long as it's fun, I don't care if they freaking put a saw on the end of the M1 Grand. You know, I don't care at this point. I would, I would love to have a saw at the M1 Grand. You know, belt-fed machine gun at the end of a rifle. Oh, That'd be kind of fucking heaviest, awesome. That'd be the heaviest son of a bitch ever. You're like 26 yeah, pounds of fucking you, weapon you, there. You fucking, you fucking mount that saw on somewhere, and then you, then you fire the machine gun. Then when you run out, as, every time you pull as, the trigger, you get one round of thirty out six, and then yeah. you get a small eight-round burst out of the saw. As oh, the five-five-six. As long as they have fun maps, and the campaign is good, and there's no meta weapons in the game. I'll be fine. It's okay. It's okay. Battlefield be thoroughly still be, fucking disappointed. They're gonna be thoroughly disappointed, and <laughs> Battlefield's still gonna be a better shooter than Call of Duty. Well, I'm not buying Call of Duty not until like I properly like see the game. I mean, don't I'll, get me wrong. I, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm you didn't you. even buy Black Ops last time. You had a friend bought it. It's okay to be a color. I thought your fan, friend bought it. There's you. nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But Who? you have you have to you have to sit back and take a realistic look at shit and be like, Call of Duty hasn't changed. No. 
Last time no, I did a major change was Modern Warfare 2019, and that's it. It was so hyped that everyone's just kept the same systems. Like, yeah. Call of Duty needs a massive fucking rework for it to be even honest, appealing to me. Anymore. Honestly, they sh they should have kept that that motion going of 2019 Modern Warfare and just kept it going. That probably would have. Well, they probably... are because Vanguard is literally a it's Modern Warfare 2019 with a World War II skin on it. I don't. I don't care about Modern Warfare. Uh, another World War Two game. I already got a shitty one with Battlefield. Technically, technically it's not even a World War Two game. So, well, well, it's an World alternate War... reality. All right. Well, that's alternate... I'll watch. I'll watch some poor sucker who bought it for sixty bucks on YouTube play it, and right, I can... will. I will can... in, either enjoy or hate the campaign, and I won't lose any money. It'll just be time. All right. And I'll move on lose... and go play twenty forty two. If you want to lose some time, I'll, I'll I'll stream it to you. I'll probably buy the game anyways. I need to do my due diligence and play it. You know, it's you and if it's good, hey, it's another game in your arsenal to play when you're trying to figure out what game to play. Because remember, yeah. we are in this like this limbo where I'm just sitting here trying to think of what game I might play after the stream. If I'm gonna hate my life playing Tarkov, or I'm gonna hop in battle. Hey, I don't know. You're gonna hate your life playing Tarkov. You're gonna hate your life playing Tarkov. Yeah. Well, Saber, Saber, <laughs> put it this way: you've had some really good raids playing with me, mm -hmm. and now you might be playing Battlefield Four, which I have installed. I'll fucking play the shit out of Battlefield Four, but still. Battlefield 4 it is fun. It's just fun. It is. You know, it's, it's a just, fun game. It's, it's, I already have my ship bucket ready to go. I'm not nearly as fucking skilled as I once was. Oh, but it's no, still a fun God. game. Yeah. Dude, I got kicked out of a fucking game where because they, they had limits on how many DMRs and snipers you could use. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I've kind of shied away from Battlefield 4 as much as I love it just because of the stupid server rules. Like, you can't have the grenade launcher. Go fuck yourself, it's in the game. Yeah, this is a dynamic. Why are you trying to control Battlefield? Like, I'm like, no, you Like, Okay, I understand that one. But then it's like, no javelin. You mean the javelin that does like 20 fucking damage to the tank? Like, seriously? Okay. okay if you ban the guy, if you want to ban somebody who starts gaining like 50 plus kills in a helicopter without dying. Mm-hmm. Or you know, give make it fair that I, if I get a tank, I can't. I don't get kicked out because oh, there's a max number of people driving the tanks now. What? That doesn't make sense. Designated tank driver, like. Yeah. What am I playing? I'm like, am I playing squad? Like the fuck? Uh, what the hell do you mean? Does max number of tank drivers? Yeah, stay away from those servers. That's basically all. I. They're, they're, those yeah. are the only servers that are lasting because of the still fucking paying for them. No, I mean, what I really hated with huh? Battlefield is like the fake um, number of players that are in it, right? It'll say like, you know, 63 or 64, you're like perfect click, and it was like 13 people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when I mean, there's a lot of popular servers out right now because of the hype for Battlefield 2042, so. Yeah, I am. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, they've always been popular when I played, but well, fuck. I mean, actually, EA opened up more like servers to rent out because of how much hype there is for 2042. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. But uh, anyways, before we start rambling on and retalking uh, stuff again, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, I think I had I'll a good agree. conversation. Yeah. We always end up talking trash about Call of Duty somehow. So. <laughs> well, it's because you're, guess, you're a Call of Duty fanboy and we like talking trash to you. I guess it's just our staple. I don't know. Hey, look, but, my, yeah. marine, my, my knife. Did you say that's a marine knife? That's not a K-bar at all. It's not, but it's a marine knife. You say green or marine? Marine. Marines on it. Oh gosh, it's a K. It's a U M ten thirteen. You can buy it for fifty bucks. I got it for free. Okay. It's a spring loaded knife. Okay. 
Well done, Josh. Here's your gold sticker for tonight. Harry, that's like, that's another thing you can stick into yeah. that gun safe that you have your Glock in also. <laughs> yeah. I have a shitload of knives in there. I do have a shitload of knives in there. This this my this my daily. Everybody, uh, thank you for listening to this recording of the After Hours podcast. Uh, If you guys uh, enjoyed it, feel free to follow us on all of our different uh, uh, you know different podcast sites. Is right now just Spotify and and, uh, Apple, Um, and uh, go ahead and follow Graveyard Crew on Twitter as well. Uh, We are start posting more updates on there, and also uh, join our Discord. I think uh, the be- the fastest way to find that link to that Discord would probably go to my Twitch channel, SaberX7, and uh, clicking on the Discord invite link through there. And watch and watch unimportant Canadians videos. Yes, and uh, please yeah, go, my go subscribe. Channel. Go subscribe to Unimportant yeah. Canadian and uh, watch out all his videos. He just put out a review on on uh, Battlefield 2042's beta. Specifically, let's emphasize that he put a review out about the beta, not the game itself, like everybody else has been doing. And it's less of a review than it is a review of a review. So. And, and to and to all you manufacturers uh, making uh, graphics cards, uh, feel free to send them to me. I uh, will send you my address. Yeah, we'll do great reviews on your cards, guys. Don't Absolutely. Worry. Don't worry. Absolutely, we can. We can. We'll stream one of them. We'll we'll build another PC around them. We won't sell them. We'll definitely keep them in my PC. And uh, Neebs Gaming and everybody at Battlefield Friends, please, 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 go get a drink with us. Oh, I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink. I, I live in Vegas, so if you guys, so yeah, yeah. I'll drive out there. I'll have a virtual drink. Yeah. All right. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll send a Canadian a flight ticket that you can't leave Canada with. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. We're going to ban like You can drive there, though. Can't fly. Yeah, makes, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. You guys have a wonderful evening, and uh, see you in the next one. Yeah.